up, everybody, and welcome to Flagrant. And today we are joined by the hottest thing on OnlyFans. We have Whitney <laughs> pushing that meat wallet for five dollars a month. Go check it out. Um, no, you just said that I didn't watch any of the roast. Uh, no, I just. Um, Is that what you just said? I just said. What did you just say? Uh, I that I didn't watch one minute of the roast. No, I was said I sent you a link. And just I, tell me what you said. Don't do the like the the golden retriever outside the car window on the highway, please. <laughs> <laughs> just let's just talk to each other. I love that you just call me a dog and no, like, no, because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when you think I'm setting you up for something, <laughs> you do dog, this thing dog. where you're like this. No, this is just how I look best in the light. I'm getting older, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> that's but what's your biological? Yeah, age? that's true. Cool. What's your bio age though? Like, let's figure that. That's out. pre-reservatrol. Okay, okay, let's let's let's. You said I didn't watch one minute of the roast. Well, that's that's what you said. You mocking that biological age thing. Let's not pretend that you have become a complete fucking dork. I listened to your last episode <laughs> where you guys were like, and we're talking about why women are more admitted into college more and that men don't. Like, who gives a shit? Why did you guys become such dorks? Who cares? Thanks. Free tape. What Thanks. the Come free on. Tape? I'm you know team Andrew Tate, like, bro. What? Free tape. Dude, I was down when you guys were like hanging out with Alex Jones and fucking yeah. the fake porn star from North Korea. And now you guys are like, like, that was like three weeks ago. Slave? I don't know. Now you guys are like, and the Pew Research study says that incels, like, who cares? Yeah, but young yeah, are your no. fans Sager incels? shots from Whitney for yeah, no reason. I love reason. Sager, dude. I Sexual love Sager. Tension, I think. But it's just like, it's a lot of statistics. Like, who, what are these, what, what, who does these studies? Like, we're all just like, okay. It's just like, it's like, like dork gossip. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you put a whole movie out called The Female Brain that was just like the girl version of what you just said? Are you um, uh, asking a rhetorical <laughs> question given the fact you're in the movie? Now, now. Now you went Down syndrome, Nick. <laughs> you have two versions. It's Golden Achiever and Down syndrome. She just popped her tits out to distract everyone. <laughs> you said I didn't watch a minute of the roast. Uh, I did watch I, the minute where you, you started crying you... for no fucking reason. Then <laughs> <laughs> you gave Bert the same compliment you give every man in comedy, which is, you didn't try to rape me. <laughs> I give that to like three men. Listen, every time you say that to me, you say it to Rogan, you say it to Bert. You're okay, like, I the... trusted you. Who else would I have said? You're the three guys that are like wow. my Brothers. Nobody wants to rape you in comedy. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It's just in acting. First of all, okay, okay. in comedy, I, we're good. Okay, I don't need someone yelling at me about rape with that mustache. Because that's <laughs> Every time I have Dude, someone this, has attempted to rape thing me. What a funny thing to scream at a woman, nobody wants to rape you. And you're Except, like, stop saying that. Except fucking shiny Luigi over here. By the way, no one wants to rape me. I've never felt more violated. In than, comedy. I have in never comedy. felt more violated than you trying to move my microphone around for 20 minutes before this mm, show started. Yeah, yeah. That was like it so is, back is she really going to do that? <laughs> Are you really going to do that? That's she literally <laughs> gave a whole speech about how there's no Me Too situation. Our poor sound guy, Shub, He is poor. They do not terrified. pay him. I can tell. <laughs> literally broke. Why was he terrified of my tits? Did you he was terrified that you were going to do exactly what you yes. just did. He what? thought you were going to scream. Oh, the mic guy was trying to rape me. As soon Why as would I? First You're all, such a Because you did. First of all, no one can rape me. I don't say no. I'm unrapeable. You just got We tried to tell you that. You're unrapeable. No, that's you not true. So I think guys could do it. I wouldn't do it, and I think comedians respect you, and we would not do it. Yeah, Andrew Strong, you've been I, on peptides. I feel like you could fight. I feel like do, you do. I, can I say objectively speaking? Sure, 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 sure. You are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Objectively speaking, I said that I think you're in great shape. You Your are. biological age has got to be at least, I don't know. 
<laughs> fucking good. It's got to be good. What is it? What is it? You're like, I think your biological but age, you're, can I be honest? 27 <laughs> if you're a great dame. I think that you're biological. <laughs> <laughs> they give it to you in dog years? <laughs> <laughs> biological age. Keep your head out the window. <laughs> well, there's no context for the biological Look age thing. Look how dominant you have to be. What do you like, what is, what is this? Uh, like, I, just I, showing I, I, up I, I, to people's places, pushing you, your tits in front of an Indian guy. It's, can I tell you what's going on? Tell me you something. You know what's happened to you? So Andrew, I, I got a <laughs> tell lot. Tell me something. I got a lot of lectures from Andrew. Hollywood's dead. The movie business is dead. It's over. Yeah, da 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 da. Until he starts getting offers to be in movies, in which case it's not dead. I'll move anything around to go to Atlanta <laughs> for two hours to wait in a trailer for five minutes of screen time yep. next to that guy. Much for, less than five minutes. Next to that, the third, <laughs> Much less than the five third lead on Modern Family. Yes. So now yes. he used to be like cool. Like, now he went into Hollywood where everything is like all whackward, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. backwards and whack, and now all of a sudden he's like, I'm Hollywood guy. Like, uh, listen, you're right. <laughs> By the way, but then, you're right. But then I I'm like, did it. He's, I found he's a way. He's a Hollywood guy, but every movie he shoots is like in Canada, Calgary. <laughs> like, where's this shit coming out, dude? Is this shit for fucking Tubi? Like, yes! <laughs> no, it yes. isn't. Yes. Yes. Well, kind of. Tubi well, got the rights to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you realize every movie <laughs> that we're Dude, yeah, yeah, the sound yeah, yeah. of movie, like, I will not do a production that is on a You're on OnlyFans. Just Listen to me, though. How about this? How about this? At least their words, okay? Hulu, voodoo, to be, voodoo. Like, voodoo <laughs> is a new net. We're like, what the fuck? Is that how you keep your so young, voodoo? Is voodoo, that what you've been doing? I mean, look, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God, that voodoo pussy. No, but, like, I'm not doing shows for sounds. Voodoo, to be, only fans, at least their words. Like, because I feel like at this point, Hollywood is just, like, naming just their networks. a different argument. <laughs> There's a better argument than than, than the sounds. <laughs> Would have been like just try a different. All of it is just sounds. Just because you Words don't know the name sounds. of these networks, because Netflix, they have... HBO, what is just has to be letters. Yeah, but Amazon. Where are you with that's ne a word? Uh, Amazon's a word, but you know Amazon has taken Saudi money. Uh, Apple's taken Saudi oh money. Oh my Ooh. God! You're on a sex trafficking site. <laughs> Do you think every girl on that site it is, is crazy. 18 years old? It's crazy you think to take a moral stance. Stop being angry because you got married at the wrong time. <laughs> I got married at the right time. My biological age is 64. Okay, I have 20 more good years on this earth. I get married now. By the way, if Montclair was a person, I mean, how? Do you guys know Montclair? How did he get they so? They even know Mon Do you guys know Montclair? Yes. That's how old that reference is. This used to be Montclair a place where a people city. would go. It's a city. Yeah, it's Jersey. I shot my special in Newark. It's right when we stayed in Montclair. I lived in Jersey when I was What's broke. up with you? What's up with you today? Why do you, you want to fight with me today? So I, like I didn't shit. want to fight. <laughs> you want to fight with me today. What's going we on? We always do fight. I think, I think. You don't, I'm not on, I'm only on OnlyFans TV. And this is on. Oh, I'm so this sorry. Is, by the way, this so is. I'm so sorry. This is your. I'm on Playboy I'm TV. I'm supportive of this. I want you to go more porno. I always thought that that was where your strengths lie. I do believe that. You know what I mean? And I got upset because you're obviously, are you in a relationship? What's going on? Um, you're Why do you look this. at me with these faces like it's difficult? She this can't control is, that. Is, is I, listening hard for you? I, this is what it looks like when you're listening. This is you listening, right? This is you. <laughs> I'm not talking. What do I do with my face while the other people talk? She's been hanging out with the Whitney robot too long. That's, That's what it is. That's the problem. This is how you age. They're too reactive when you're listening. Even right now, you're trying to not do it. I and know, you're just pursing your lips like a. I know. I'm just like. 
This is how you listen, right? You just go like this. You love roasts. You should have done the roast. I should have. Or he should have watched it. Either I, one. I, I mean, we don't know if I didn't watch a minute of it. Well, but the, based on the way you're, my guess is you like you came out here projecting insecurity project. that I did not watch it. It's sad. I if usually when people are projecting, they're doing this to the other person. <laughs> That's what you've been doing to me. Yes, I am projecting. It's okay if you didn't watch it. Do you think I didn't watch it? Well, I mean, I flew out here to talk about. You know, it's you know, it's fine if you didn't. Do you think I didn't I know watch it? You're very busy. Do you think I didn't watch no, it? No, because it, it's you wouldn't like. I don't know. It's you can't turn your phone. Maybe you got confused. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe you tried to watch it, but it just it, it plays, it plays regular. There's no like turn your computer. It's just like maybe you didn't know what to do with your hands. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yes, I did watch it. I did watch it. And can I tell you, also, yeah. like, I just miss roasting. Like, I've had to, like, the only places I'm able to do, like, hardcore roast jokes now at this point are, like, corporate gigs. Like, mm. I do, dude, I love doing corporate gigs because it's also, like, it's a big business, I think, for more, like, female comics. Because, you know, like, being a stand-up as a woman, it's not a really, it's not a business. It's not. Well, it's not a viable. Yeah. Can you tell us how hard it is. Like, I'm not saying it's hard. Tell us how hard it is to be a female comic. Like, it's, it's that's not, what we love to listen to. I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. I think it's hard to be. It's a so big, tough on the road. No, it's not what I fucking said. What are and you guys doing? Trying to tell you to go back to the hotel. No one knows. It's so different than being a woman anywhere else have, in life. Not, <laughs> how is being a comic on the road any different than just going out to a bar? I always hear this from female comics. They're like, guys, always trying to go back to your hotel. And it's like. Look at the face again. You're listening uh, no, again. Just you put on I, your listening face. Words in my I would mouth. rather, I'd rather you look at me and just think about like a like a dog bone. Just think about a bone. <laughs> just think about a bone. Think about your happy face and then look like this when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, it's tough. Is this being a like the comic. new Adderall? Is this like that? <laughs> new Adderall? Is this I miss like Adderall. New batch? I want. I feel Adderall. like you got a wonky batch. No, this I got, feels it, like I'm on a, three zins. What's a Zins? Oh, this is like a the pa, the nicotine. Nicotine, yeah. Okay, got and it. Peptides. Got it. Okay. Oh, okay, the peptide. Yeah, so yeah. more testosterone. No. Peptide, I take it for estrogen. But peptides <laughs> I'm naturally make more estrogen. testosterone. No. Okay, got it. No, no, no. I want more estrogen. I want to be able to connect with you. You're full of fucking estrogen, dude. Really? I think not at you all. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, you're gonna love this. Not at all. Seriously. I'm dating a girl. Oh, wow. God. I know. Did he transition the, the vet? No, well, you know what's weird? <laughs> the vet transition? I think I might be a trans man. Oh, goodness gracious. Like, how would you know if you were a trans man? Do you, listen, if you want to be back in Hollywood, there are other ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just there's, there are not, other ways. It's like, not like super. I mean, you've seen me. I, you've seen me date a lot of men that are yeah, way more yeah, feminine yeah. than any woman I've had. In order to I like, liked the last guy you were dating. I the know, veterinarian. Saying, in order to get like masculine energy in LA, you I just will like, say have this. You told me point. he was a vet, and I thought that you were dating like a veteran. veteran. Yeah. And then I saw him, and, I, and then I was like, oh, it's a, the other vet. But it was still like a nice guy. She would find a guy that had his legs blown off so he couldn't run away. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something exactly. she would do. Yeah, yeah. I could see you doing that. <laughs> I could see It's the only way to get that. a man that has guns in this country. Can you imagine? I mean, there are other places LA, you could move. I'm like, move. do you have a gun? Guys are like, no. And I'm like, I just can't. I don't know. I know it's like a problem in America. But do you like, have a gun? Uh, I have one in my house. It's not loaded, though. I have no Jesus, bullets on premises. Dude, that shit is fun. I would have. <laughs> so you have a problem. Why? You have well, a problem. no, but it's like, it's like, like if someone, if you have a problem at your house, yeah. I get, so when I dye my hair fucking blue, 
I got all these guys that, I guess there's some anime video game where there's a girl with blue hair and then all these anime dorks, they put on headsets and they thought we were married or in a uh-huh. simulation together or something. So uh-huh. a lot of dorks would start showing up in my house because yeah. my shit was on Reddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, you know, LA, the LAPD, I mean, their whole thing is like, you don't really need, like, you know, a BB gun I have loaded, but if you have a gun... Like, that solves half of your problems. I feel like Dog, you're having gun. four different conversations with yourself right now. <laughs> you know what? First of all, how dare you? I came in here. I'm being attacked by you motherfuckers. I'm trying. I'm attacked. I, I you tried. sat down. I'm you in. said I went I, home. I didn't say anything. You said my Indian friend tried to molest you. <laughs> yeah. Of course I, I'm going to say I something. I said the opposite. I, I can't get anyone to molest me anymore. We're going on to, like, movie sets, TV sets. You went to women, Sound, huh? sound so wait, guys really won't touch you. Girl? Yeah, I mean, it's like you know my mom just died. Yeah. Don't grief, do the grief mom does, died thing and grief, now we got to feel bad. But I don't, why, you did that. I feel don't great about it. That. It's a relief. I'm don't glad my do mom that. died. She was a, hate, she was a, it was not, didn't love me much. <laughs> Welcome, yo. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Welcome my to the was, club, My yo. mom was an asshole, dude. I really? Mean, she, yeah, she put me into like modeling when I was a teenager. Like, I look back at pictures. And you were like, beautiful. And you're, st- you know, but you. Why'd you say word? Why'd you come on, bro? Why'd you say word? actually, weird. Rogan and I were talking about this, to be honest with you. About how stunning Every you now were. and then, Rogan, because we have such a platonic relationship. Yeah, it was us totally two, platonic. Every now and then, like, <laughs> one of my guy friends will be like... Tell us about it. Like, well, no, he'll just, like, you're, like, pretty. And I'm like, what? Like, yes, it's like, yes, I don't... Yes, you're a very beautiful very woman. That's very nice, but... But now you're, bar, now you're sliding that meat over to a girl, right? Like, Well, no, it's what's not, like, super serious. It's just, like, grief does wild shit. Do you know what I mean? You, well, this kind of proves a theory I've always had about you, with, which is you just want company. Interesting. To yeah. a comp- to run a company. No. <laughs> I just want companies. You just, you just yes. want company. True. You just want something around. Like you know what I mean? And it's just like something that kind of fits your schedule, it fits your lifestyle, fits yeah. everything. But you don't want to be completely, you know, dependent on that person. I think it's going to be different now. And there's a couple things. Also, I just went off birth control. I was on birth control for 20 years. You're 63 That's- years old. What do you need birth control? <laughs> what is the point of taking birth I've control? I've been on birth control. So what birth control does is uh, it makes your body think you're pregnant. So number yes. one, you keep on weight. So now I think that's part of the reason that uh, I- You got uh, shredded. And yeah, it makes yeah. you like hypervigilant, like paranoid. Yeah. You smell pheromones differently. So you're attracted to a different kind of man. Like they always say, before you marry someone, wow. you should make sure they go off birth control for at least a year before you like get married yeah. to make sure you're still attracted. It's just progesterone, right? Um, well, it, uh, they're all kind of different. The one that I had was the Mirena IUD because I had such uh-huh. bad migraines. But like, I didn't even realize, like, because when you're pregnant, think about it, it makes sense. You would biologically want to be attracted to someone that's more of a risk taker, someone that would be sort of more um, of a protector. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was fucking with guys with like- Less of a risk taker. Yeah, no, less of a risk no, 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 no. You would want for the father of your child, maybe, but you would want someone that would be able to protect your child. Yeah, but you risk know? taker, he could die and then- I gotta raise this yeah, but someone that can like also fight for your kid, who's okay. you know that kind of thing. And then I was like just attracted to such more like extreme, like intense people, like addicts, like motorcycles, shit veterinarians. Like that well, <laughs> that it, when did you get off? It was a rock climber too. It was a rock climber Don't too. do that. <laughs> Don't you dare do that. It's not a rock climber in the 1700s when we didn't have cables and shit. What's going on? Did, did, uh, I need to know what's going on. You come on here, you say you're a big old bull dyke out of the nowhere. Hold on, I'm not a bull dyke. Come on. What, did Emma take down your diehard poster? What's going on? What's going on at home, you come in. What's going on at home? You come in and you tell me that you're lying about What's something. What's going on? Are you oh I need to get to the bottom are of it. Are you shooting blanks? Why <laughs> are you such a grump? Yes. 
How am I grumpy? <laughs> you have some rage at me, Andrew. This is a new kind of rage. This is a good defensive tra strategy. You come in here, you uh, accuse me. This is gaslighting. This is gaslighting. Do you learn this from your lesbians? Yes. <laughs> She's been dating women now. She knows they, all the now tricks. Now they know how to do it. I've always you been a woman. You come in here. I've always been a woman. What are you talking about? dating women. I've, yeah. Yes, yeah. this is the first time I've actually dated a woman. It's a, it's actually just like a little more like helpful. Do you know what I'm saying? Like oh you get. Oh God. <laughs> is this just the first time you've had did a you female friend? Prove, no, no. Uh, yeah, did you just prove what I'm saying? <laughs> I literally said crazy. you want to be with Let's some company that can be an assistance to you, and then you're like, you know what? It's just a little more helpful. You know what, guys? How about another this? Woman Let's around. talk about something you guys want to talk about. Let's, Let's. talk about how uh, more women are being admitted to universities <laughs> these days than men. How do you yeah, yeah. feel about it? Where did you go to school? Who gives a shit? UPenn. You went to UPenn. Yes, I did. Damn. Got you. Ivy's. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. I like how Andrew has this mustache. It yeah, it's not ivy. long enough they to They count U-Pen as an ivy? Yep. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very much an ivy. Really? Yeah. Not yeah. really, though. Yeah, no, it is like actually an it's ivy. It's like one. It's like Stanford, no, where it's like no, not no, really, no, no. but it's <laughs> actually like kind well, of is. And it's say, not even like Cornell, you know, where that's like kind of an ivy. I will it's, say U-Pen fucking didn't take Epstein money. Whoa. Only Ivy, I think, that didn't. They like put out a letter being like, we fucking knew it. I was like, all right. I bet they've definitely done nothing wrong. Which, by the way, I uh, yeah, I, I bet did this, their endowment is completely clean. I got so dude. Yeah. Um, I got in so much trouble for this. I did this corporate event, and uh, uh, I always do roast jokes there. And Princess Beatrice was there, and you know her dad is from what Monaco or something. Like no, that? her dad is Prince Andrew, mm. the guy that was like uh, in the photo that might Fergie. have been photoshopped. Fergie and Andrew's daughter. And everybody was like so worried that I was gonna like say something, which I was like, I have to fucking address this. You, you know have what I mean? To. It bombed really bad, but what was I the joke? Well, I was like, I was like, you know, um, Princess Beatrice. I just want you to know, like, I have no judgments, like, about your dad. Like, Epstein Island is actually just a really sensitive subject for me because a lot of my friends died trying to swim there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Funny. So that's yeah, great. That's so you're good. taking Epstein money. Dude, this yeah, is yeah, perfect. Yeah, uh, dude, you're, you're making up for you, Pat. Dude, and then, I, and then I said, um, I know that your dad did not go to Epstein Island because my friends Chrissy Teigen and Chelsea Handler told me they never saw him there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go well. It just silence. Well. Just dead silence. I and love then that. I like, like, like Dude. roasted the like Saudis for like ten minutes. Just bombed and bombed because it was like you know Saudi. I mean, we're now in a full alliance with Saudi. Like you know Hollywood is being bought by Saudi, and I was like just trying yeah. to make the point. Like this is like. You know, what did I say? It was like, oh, because it was for billionaires. It was like tech billionaires. And mm -hmm. I was like, how can Saudi be any worse than what we're doing? Like, you know, half the people in this room uh, just moved to a desert where women don't have rights. It's called Texas. And <laughs> if I'm going to pick which one, I'd rather go to the one where I don't have to work. Keep Texas is better than Saudi. What's that? Texas is better than Saudi. Yeah, but Saudi's like, I think they're like trying to be cool now. Like, it's it's like. So it's Texas. They just got to break out. Yeah. yeah. Wait, why do you not like Texas? No, I love Texas. I mean, I was trying to move there a while ago, but what happened to your finger? I sliced it on something. W uh, WD forty. Her, her girl that come hither. Oh, did you? Was you it pussy really, lips? So my mom. <laughs> did you slice it on some fresh pussy lips? Is that yeah. it? Do they let you get first dibs on the OnlyFans? Like right when they turn eighteen, do you get to look at the pictures? <laughs> why do you think? Why do you Isn't think it weird that like the second a, you turn eighteen, there's a site like let's see the pussy for five dollars? That's that a little weird. Dude, what? There's really the fucked up shit. Do you remember people? Magazine, a uh, fucking two months ago, Jean Benet Ramsey was on the cover. Do you remember this? No. Two, two months ago. Two, like two or three months ago, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I like couldn't, like it didn't sit right. That shit's never sat right with me. This like obsession with Jean Benet Ramsey, this like baby in lipstick. Who's Jean Benet Ramsey? She was the girl that got she got a killed. Toddler. She was like a beauty queen, like as like well, a five year old. She was four. She was on the yeah. cover yeah. of like all the tabloids. Really she was up. just on the cover of it again because she had just turned 18 and on like eight channels. No, she shit. didn't. I she she died. would have. She 
She would have turned 18. She would be 18 like this year. Are we like doing would have birthday? Like how old that's is Jesus people now? No, 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 no. <laughs> I get it, and that's no, gross. It's gross, yeah. it's like pedophiles, that are, they, did, they did a countdown to when she would be legal type oh. thing. You know but they mean? did that with Hermione too. Yeah, but why the fuck could they would they put her on the cover of People magazine? Yeah, Hermione like, why actually would People turned magazine 18. allow that? that? You'll buy that it, better, but you'll talk about it. I didn't buy it, but also there was a documentary about it where like like people like I don't even understand how people think this is okay. Like there was a Jean-Benet Ramsey documentary where they said, you know, because she got like raped by someone as a oh, baby Jesus molested. Jesus Christ. Well, and then Whitney. they said they were like her vagina was three times the size it's Whitney. of a normal. Dude, no, three, you know it's also but crazy. Also, on, can I no, one more thing. Like, how does Women are know getting the into college size? more than men though. Have you heard about this? <laughs> <laughs> this is why they need to go to college. I mean, but it's like, but why would the mainstream media think it's okay to put This is her why women need to go to college. Women that go to college don't put their kids in beauty pageants. That's a fact. Right, right, right. Right. Is so this is why you should promote more women to go to college. I feel like you don't promote that at all. Yeah. Well, I'm not using my platform responsibly. Is that what you're saying? I don't know what the fuck you're doing, to be honest with you, but me it's either. not that. Me either. It's not that. Yeah. What's like the, what do you want me to be doing? You I want you to focus more on women's empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I, Stop have you had a female boss? all over Venice and actually <laughs> care about what's going on in women's lives <laughs> and how we can push them to do things that they could never dream of. How can you help them do that? What happened in Calgary? I was cold. Yeah. It was really cold. And I think the progesterone that I've been on has been affecting me. There's definitely something up. What is it about it? I don't, I mean, you're just, you're definitely very pugnacious. I think it's you. I think you bring it out of me. Mm -hmm. You make me a little bit more excited. Uh, why is that the worst? No, it's sweet. That was, I'm more sensitive now. No, I think that like, I think that we are, we have like a very brother-sister dynamic, I think. Yeah, you're so my brother. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> you're so well, Do you brother. notice that you're different? Is Emma, is your wife said you're different no. after going on these? Is your sex drive higher? After going to Calgary? No. <laughs> after being on these peptides. No, I'm not really on peptides. I was just joking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Why do you feel like your sex size was high? Shit, you went on peptides and became a lesbian. No, I <laughs> went off, off birth that control. Is, that is you did go on peptides and became a correlation. A lot of everyone in LA is transitioning. The gay, all the babies are gay. I mean, it could How be the fentanyl in the water. That? Here's my thing. My thing is like, it's Whoa, just- Whoa, you did the Trump. What? Whoa. What? Whoa. I did the Trump what? Oh, and yeah, the he hands does kind of do that. Whoa. Po mean, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico. I just feel like I don't need to know, like, all, like when kids, it's like, this, this, this is, you know, Megan, now Madison, now Ma five different names for the kids, like, whatever. I think, for me, like, I grew up poor. So yeah. when you grow up poor, you're whatever gender, like, your older sibling is. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no, you don't get to pick your gender. Yeah. Like, it's just, like... My, I had an older brother. I wore a hockey jersey to school for like, you know, two years. So yeah. it's like when I see my friends buying like nine different skirts and shorts and shit, I'm just like, all right, this just feels like, yeah. you know, you have, it's like a very elitist thing, I think, in LA. Yeah. And I think people are really gunning for their kid to be trans. Why do you think they so, want that? It's because I think it makes them seem more interesting. It's status. Or, Is trans kid the new like adopted black kid? Oh, that's interesting. Do yeah. you ever see the list of when you adopt kids, the different prices? Mm, what is it? Uh, if you want to pull it up online, I don't know. Are black like, kids worth Three fifths of a compromise. Well, actually, let's look at the prices. Was that a compromise? <laughs> that was the compromise. It was the it compromise, was, I, was I believe. Compromise. It was. It was. But this is a compromise. What is three fifths? Like that is such a weird like ratio. <laughs> so yeah, no, this is it. This is it. Let's see it. Okay, here I'll pull. Black it. I'll pull like it up. Cost, this is from. We the, cost the most. Uh, or, I mean, Epstein exchange rate. We cost the most. Here, I'm all for. Uh oh. I lost no, because then Leslie, I'll get adopted. 
Which, by the way, Epstein was. That's how they get you, bro. That's how they get you. No, but a white kid is expensive. It's a status symbol. But can I tell you with Epstein, what was the thing? Are we still doing the Epstein thing? No, I'm just. Do people still care about that? It's not that. It's just that I feel like I called this so long ago, but no one believes. Called what? That something was up with Epstein. Whitney? Whitney. Do you know why? Whitney. What was fishy about Epstein that everybody missed? What was fishy? I don't. What was fishy, Whitney? Why are you saying my name like I don't know it? <laughs> Rascal. You're being a scallywag. I am being You're a being a real scallywag. Tell me, tell me, tell me the Epstein it's hot just take. No billionaire dates a brunette. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Married to her. Well, there's, that's not just a brunette. And his new Wait girl. for it. Uh, what's the guy who owns uh, Arno? How about this? A what billionaire no, dates a blonde? No, what let's billi- actually talk about, this, about what, it. Let's do it. Trump? What billionaire dates a brunette that looks like Janet? Melania brunette. That yeah, looks like yeah, Janet from Three's Company. Beyonce. Beyonce. I don't know if blondes really get there with the billionaires because they don't age that well. I think you need to go brunette, brunette because brunette, brunette. Brunette over <laughs> time. Because there's more longevity, 100%. Or, or. What's that beautiful Italian actress? Uh, brunettes because they have less of an advantage earlier. I think they work harder to uh, preserve themselves. Do you think? No one takes him to the beach, so they that don't get it. felt like you just complimented yourself. Yeah. It felt like you just really, <laughs> yeah. really complimented yeah. yourself. No, I mean, that was a pat on the back. For, like, I know that I have to work extra hard with that eye cream because I'm brunette. Like, I know I have to work harder in other areas. Like, you blondes, really I know, that don't go to the gym. They've got, like, pancake ass. They're like, you can be, like, a seven face in a blonde and be, like, a ten. Do you and really think that? I feel like to be a hot brunette, you have to be like Angelina Jolie. To be like a hot blonde, you can be like Julia Stiles. I prefer mm. brunettes. Yeah. Same. Like mm-hmm. way prefer. Okay. Not even close. Bachelor party. Cake comes out. Yeah. Stripper comes out of the cake. Brunette. Yeah. There's a little bit of a like a. No. And we're talking white brunettes here. We're not talking <laughs> Selma Hayek with Pinot and. Oh, I guess I count them as well, but like, uh, but no. yeah, I don't know. There is a blonde privilege that like. The blonde thing lasts for like a four year period. Yeah, yeah. I think when you first become like an adult where you have some freedom, you're like, what's going on with these blonde things? Like oh. they look like elves. It's a little bit, it's a little cool and cute. I went through that phase when yeah, yeah. I was living in Spain. Yeah. I was like, Swedish girls, this is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually you just kind of grow out of it and you mm. see that like there's way more longevity with I the brunettes. I also think that like, 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 <laughs> but also blonde. Yeah, look how well you've aged. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like you're joking. The fact that you would even say that. You well, feel like I didn't watch your fucking special. I, I watched the special. You feel like when I compliment you I'm not telling the truth. You're about to criticize me, trying to convince you that I like you and I care about you. Betterhelp.com. Something Promo else is going code on. Whitney. No, something's I, going on, dude. You as a lesbian, way more sensitive. Wait, I don't like it. No, this is. I like you getting stuffed yeah. with dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were getting stuffed yeah. with dicks, you were way more fun. Yeah. Now you're Remember gaslighting time, me left and right, time, grabbing my one feet. Time, one time I called Andrew. Massaging it. I was in That's my. That's actually I all right. Was on my rye. That's the great thing about dance. <laughs> <laughs> you can just massage right there. You have a strong hand. Yeah. Oh, because you played basketball. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, and you finger women now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to the league, baby. You're WNBA material. This is what being a female comic is being in the WNBA. No Why? One, no one wants to see us either. What are you talking about? <laughs> if I got stuck in a Russian prison, none of you would care. You'd be like, that's good for her. Yeah. Like, she should, yeah. that builds character. Oh, my God. Come run the prison. Special. Yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. stories yeah. about Andrew ever is I had courtside seats to a Knicks game and I was like, God, I'm like last minute, like one. I was like, I want to come to the Knicks game. He's like, nah, I, I, I'm playing tonight in my league. 
Ball is life, yo. And I was like, ball is life. I was like, yeah, but but he was super serious about this league for like nine months. This was like seven years ago. This was like, like I was like, no, courtside. He's like, nah, dude, they need me. A memory came up on my phone of like a clip from when we were playing league, and I spent like maybe a good forty-five minutes while taking a shit, just looking at my old highlights. I mean, <laughs> I mean, boy, it was balling back in the day. I couldn't let my boys down. Gotta, I might have to. We got to make you a hoop mixtape. And day, I was going to sit like, next to you during the whole game. Mm. You trying to pretend like you know what's going on. Why didn't you go to shit? his game? Why didn't you just get floor seats to the <laughs> That would have been fire. That would have been fire. Basketball <laughs> City. It's basketball City, not the YMCA. But it was like, I literally was like, yeah, yeah. who would enjoy this the most? I got it. You know what? Andrew. But like, I don't want to hear you like getting fake excited. Oh, three seconds. And like trying to impress everybody with your basketball <laughs> knowledge when you don't know anything about basketball. I would have been like... Oh, have you seen the fucking photo of me in uh, front no. row? I'll at, stop you right there. At- <laughs> <laughs> is it on your OnlyFans? Is, is, is it like this? On your do you guys want to do this? I mean, why? Why are you so defensive? Yo, you really defensive. become a woman now that you're a lesbian, yo. It's, I'm not This a shit lesbian. is bothering me. I'm not a lesbian. You told me you came on here. You're so gaslighting. I feel gaslit. <laughs> I got, listen, I can't do this. Well, can we I can't do this. Let's this is why men don't have back. lesbian friends. This is why men don't I'm have lesbian friends. You came on here, you say you're dating a girl. What the fuck that make you? You know what? The, the, these shoes are the most lesbian. Oh, these, the, these are the Deflecting. number one gold shoes. Deflecting. Deflecting right no, now. No, I was just trying you're so to. You don't even got shoelaces. You got Velcro. Yeah. Which yeah. is what it sounds yeah. like when you fucking scissor your lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how we say <laughs> She stole those from Epstein's Island. That's what she got. <laughs> Come on, seriously, with this lesbian stuff. No, it's I literally, I just have not seen you in a while. Both parents dead. Grief does wild shit. I One of them was already dead, to be honest with you. They've all, I mean. Well, not always. Yeah, no, well, my dad yeah, died a couple years ago. Yeah, so I yeah, saw yeah. you between that. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I think that when you lose a second parent. I've heard you, this. It you, fucks well, you up. No, well, also, it's in, like, kind of a good way, because also my mom was in a, a nursing home for the past, like, 12 years, like, hanging off the side of a bed. I had, like, lived in hospital. Like, I wasn't able to, like, function as a person, like, my mm. bandwidth. And I was, like, such a workaholic, because, like, that was, like, the drug, I guess, that I chose. You want to distract yourself from this real thing. Yeah, work. like, it just also, it's, like, the guilt and the shame of knowing she's, like, in a bed. I mean, I think a lot of people go through this, like, you know, and nursing homes are, like, criminal enterprises. Mm. I mean, it's, yes, like, it's, it's I had I had to go in and, like, you know, when you're, like, wiping your mom's ass, like, giving her showers, shit, yeah, like, that's, yeah. like, shit gets, like, kind of real. Yeah. And then I didn't really get to have a teen, I grew up in alcoholic home, so I had to be a parent very early, so it's, like, I never really got to, like, have a childhood, never really got to have, like, teen years, was working, like, she put me in, like, modeling, which is, you think about it, and, like, what the fuck, I was doing, like, maternity catalogs when I was, like, 15, like, all these, like, like boxes, like, do you ever go through old shit? Like, yeah, I'm just, like, yeah. what the fuck, I had disassociated, like, so much of it, well, and you go back and, like, do you, yeah. res- do you resent her for that? It feels like you, you know, it's, like, her. it is what it is. I mean, it's just kind of, like, I don't, I don't think anyone, I don't, like, the fact that child labor is illegal in this country, but, like, child modeling yeah, and child right. acting, like, yeah, why the fun. fuck are there child actors? Yeah, like, I yeah. look around That's and I'm, like, point. why, does anyone need to, a kid to be on, is anyone's like, oh, what's going on with a seven-year-old You can't even sack groceries until you're 14, but you but also, can be in a full But also think about it, like, the people, but also the people that, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. If it's like a drama about- You don't want a bunch of dwarves playing all the kids. But when people no? write shows for like teenagers, they're like 50. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah. who's writing the dialogue for I've these, often like, thought kids? about this with, like, an SVU show where, like, there's a, a yeah. girl that gets, you know, raped in the show. And it's like, she's like a 12-year-old or a 9-year-old. And it's like, some parent has to go, no, I think that my kid would be good to play this role. Also, by the way, Jim Norton. Uh, uh, Who was hilarious on the roast. Uh, great. Best joke. He does both. Because you know the Because I did watch the roast. What do you say? That really hits you sideways. Because it, it bothered me that you would have that perception of me. No, that I wouldn't watch your show. it was just me being insecure show. and, like, facetious. I didn't guy? think, like, I wouldn't have cared either really hurt me. way. I don't believe <laughs> did that you watched the whole thing. Really fucking hurt me. I don't me. believe that it did. <laughs> you still don't believe that I watched the show. No, I believe you I believe you did, but I don't believe it hurt you, but I did. No, it did. It sideways. does hurt me. I'm sorry that, that I you would have that. such a negative perception of me. Why can't we think the best of one I another? Think that I thought the best of you, I thought you were straight. No. Turns out Dude, you cannot trust these hoes. Like what are you talking about? What did they do? What do they do? No, wait, no, I no, for me, I think it's just like my mom died. Like the people that showed up in the what do you think about pussy taste i we were it's not sexual yet like that wait was it the girl you brought over is that was it no no was it the aging this is your first female friend you're not a lesbian you just made a female friend can i tell you something when my mom was alive because she was such a malignant narcissist and such a like mercurial like you know kind of mess like i great vocabulary sorry real quick had to tell you that was great um but i uh i i really had a hard time with female friendships and then you know it's really hard being a female comic i don't i don't believe that but like in comedy there's so much scarcity complex like a lot of female comics can kind of be like nasty you know so i kind of was like now you're right this might just be my only female friend I've yeah. ever had, and I feel like I have to make out and with I her. Think you're gay? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> hold on, you guys make out? Mm-hmm. And are, are you think you're a good kisser? I think I'm a really good kisser, but but I does think, she think you're a good kisser? I mean, I think. Do you guys moan when I you kiss, or you're no, like, do that? Do, but by the way, by the way, can I tell you? Do, don't touch me. Do you do that deep? Do you do that deep uh, like breathing Dude, thing? Dude, this like, is my like, shit. Well, I've had like a sinus thing lately, so I'm like, but I like to <laughs> do that Trump thing when you breathe, like. <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I have never been like, like, yeah. like back in the day, people always be like, "Oh, I never want to hook up with you. You're a comic. Like, you probably make fun of me." And I'm like, I have never made jokes during sex. Like, I would never like. But now, I just think it's like, like. I really like to keep my eyes open and wait to see if the other person will open their eyes. Like, that's my favorite shit when you're, like, making out. And, yeah. like, and then the other person will open and close. And you're like, I, what, did you, what was that? <laughs> like, I love calling out those weird-ass So moments. you guys are making out, like, in a bed? Um, uh, nah, horizontal maybe. ever? Have you been horizontal with a woman? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, like, in college. I had no, this no, no, really no. Now, this threesome. girl that you're dating. Yeah, kind of. But it's, like, it's What does she casual. look like? Do I know her name? Uh, yeah, um, maybe. I know her. No, you'll, yeah. Do I know I'll her? show you after, yeah. Do I know her? Uh, no, you don't know her. Have I seen her before? I, like, I thought this would like land better with you. I thought you would think it's like funny. I feel like it's- No, a, he's very curious but if you, know you haven't- Why can't I, I be serious about I something? Here's why it cannot the be Humor gay, comes from listen, being serious. All you have an open wound on your finger and you are actively just rubbing <laughs> yeah. it on my it's hand. It's not, I have a Band-Aid on. No, you just miss pointy hard things. You have such soft hands. <laughs> 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 I've never gotten one hard. My personality handles Wait, it. you've never had a hard penis? No, yes, I have. I think I could never stop dating Has a guy ever gotten soft with you? Um, uh, yeah, the way, if that happens, if you just cry, it'll, did that you really hurt you? Did that really hurt you? No, I think the, the times that that's when happened, you started crying. Did he get hard? Is again? What that, usually that works. <laughs> it always works because I've come out in lingerie before. Have you ever had a girl come out in lingerie? Not and, you. Cause uh, I feel like you walk in like Kramer. But <laughs> 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 this penis is making me thirsty. <laughs> so they call me Vaginefeld. Um, <laughs> literally come in fucking Theo Vaughn's merch. Like, what? <laughs> like, what is 
No, so you've come in in lingerie. But when yeah, you come yeah. in lingerie, and like that, when you like try really hard, but the guy just wants like get to it, and you're like, I want you to appreciate it. You know, just when there's like that set what of expectations. What's the right thing to do when a girl comes in lingerie? That's a great thing that we should get to. It depends. You first need to ascertain the quality of the lingerie. If it's just some Chinese trash, it's a different conversation. But first, uh, like, just feel it out and just see if it's something that like feels expensive. Just appreciate it for a minute, and also leave it on. How would uh, you like us to appreciate? What is it? Um, uh, what is it in Jay-Z and Drunken Love? Put the panties to the side, no time to take draws off. Like, leave it on sometimes. Uh, the idea is leave it on and fuck her with them on. Oh, or you leave it on. <laughs> oh, got you, got you. And then you pull it to the side. Yeah. And then you just let that And there's a lot of, there is, yeah. yeah. Like, leave it on. If she's wearing, like, a nice bra and you've seen her tits already, leave the bra on. Oh, yes. got you. Because also, it's like, our tits, like, you know, it's like, well, mine are, like, fucking crocodile eyes come out of a pond <laughs> at this point. But mine stay up, but most, <laughs> most, like, because <laughs> my tits don't move, you know. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> we got a big one. <laughs> yeah, so bring like, the boat up real slow, you know. <laughs> this one's jumpy. <laughs> Grab the tail. <laughs> but like, if the tits are real, when you lay down, they sort of disappear. Yeah, you know they what I mean? In, they yeah. no one talk. Mm. But yours don't do that. Mine at all, don't. You're Mine are fucking at the ready. It's fucking. Have always... you had another a boob job recently? I, no, I had. I'm wearing a wild bra. Um, uh, no, I've had. Um, like, I, I talked about it. My no, I talked about it like, you. Um, uh, talked uh -huh. about it my fourth special, I think. I did one and then had to do a reconstructive one. And then this, Wait, why? Uh, because... <laughs> what, what, Re you did reconstruct? Didn't watch my fourth special. Wow. There are... <laughs> I mean, it was the fourth. You know what I mean? To be fair, <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> First, second, third, maybe, but fourth, bro, is, you've done enough. It is weird how, like, a fourth special really falls through the cracks. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's enough, yo. It is kind of like, feeling like the fourth and fifth should have been one. Okay. Yeah. Same, um, same with boob jobs, actually. No, but I, I always just feel, like, embarrassed if I'm, like, mentioning something I've already said, like, as if anyone, like, knows the difference. But, no, you have to replace them, I think, every 10 years or That's something. That's what I heard. I'm due for a tune-up in a bit, but... These are the new ones. They're like they're called the gummy bear ones. They're, oh yeah. They're like half silicone, half like sugar. Unicorn cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they're made of, actually. So yeah. So these are like good ones. Like I'm into it. Reconstruction. But they're wide instead of big. Wait a minute. You prefer them? Well, because I had scoliosis Burpee. and I had all this crazy shit and I had really bad eating disorders when I was younger because of like the modeling and stuff. Like I mean, I was literally when I was doing How like tall fit are you modeling. Supposed to be? Good thing you had those disorders because oh, yeah. imagine you'd be like 6'4 or something like Can that. You, would you ever date a woman taller than you? Anyone? I'm 6'2". I know. Could you? Would you ever? No. My height? Yeah. Yeah. Height. I think I could just because my height is like, you know, yeah, for you guys. Like a, that's a male fantasy. They, like, that's like a breeder. That's what, that's what guys would call it. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, I, can exactly. you imagine my my son being 5'9? That'd be great. But yeah. also, like, <laughs> the, last exactly. couple guys, the last couple of guys I dated are, were shorter than me, and I was like very into it. Mm. Like, very into it. And I think that when I was like more insecure or like whatever, you're like, oh, I can't date a guy that's shorter than me. But now it's like, I don't know. You're I, into short kings. Short kings. Do you I'll find that you. they're like more motivated? Well, it's also the same thing with baldness. Like, you know, like there was some studies, there's studies that came out. Uh, so you coming up with all these facts. <laughs> no, but this is like for realsies that uh, men that are bald, uh, women find more attractive than men that aren't. Because it's like, what? Because they have successful what? podcasts <laughs> that can make their career? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting how that yeah. study came out recently. Duck, duck, go forth with those stats. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but I think that, like, I don't know, it's just, I think having death, like, it's hard to. <laughs> 
you know, unless you're the Menendez brothers and you're just gonna handle it on your own, like having two parents die, like I highly recommend it. Oh, you <laughs> felt what? Shit gets like wild, like, cause I didn't even realize. Hey, push back against that. I'm just saying, I didn't, well, I had no choice, but I didn't yeah. even realize how many of my decisions I was making based on, is my dad gonna hear that? If I, if I say this on TV, is my mom gonna hear that? Like I can't, like I couldn't even say my mom was an alcoholic, my mom didn't love me. Like I couldn't say it until she died. And I feel like I think about like censorship and comedy and I was self-censoring the most with my parents because I didn't want to it's hurt okay them. It's okay to care about people and you know not I mean? want to hurt them though. Yeah, That's I know, okay. but I'm just saying like, I didn't even realize how like bound I was yeah. by it. And now I have this like kind of like freedom. And then that you came out and then killed your mom. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> you told her you were gay. I mean, I'm not gay, I'm a trans Dude, don't, man. Wait a minute, are you? Hmm? No, I'm just, it's like, it's. I'm just thinking like, like someone said to me once, this is my lawyer back in the day, as soon as I got a TV show syndicated, he was like, now what are you gonna do? Like you're the 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 sort of tier of men you can date just got smaller. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you know, well now that you're successful and men think you have money, like you have to be with someone that has so much money to restore the power dynamic. And I was like, wait, are you telling me that now that I finally have my own money, I have to be like a gold digger? Like that's so fucked. Like yeah. now that I have my own money, I have to date rich. I, the whole point of making money is you get, like it opens up this whole new pool of like broke guys that I couldn't date when I was broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it still is weird though. I have a who works hard. She makes a lot of money. Miles thinks she's beautiful. Miles is way too poor for her. She would never date him. <laughs> so, but it's her thing. She doesn't want to date Dream? someone. No, right? But then, but, seems like you're kind of calling us out. <laughs> yeah. We could easily way, change that. Way too poor is like yeah. very oh, no, different. No, no, she, she makes like a, a crazy amount of money. But it's also crazy. But to me, it's like. It's, <laughs> what does she do? Criminal. It has to be criminal. She works. She works three full-time jobs and none of them know, so I don't even know if I should put what this the in. Oh, she's she got She works from home, three management jobs, full-time, over the phone, managing all of it at once. She's a fucking oh, that's hoss. fire. She's a hoss. Respect. But, but why does she, does she want to just make a ton of money? Is she, because like, or does she enjoy working? We're probably going to have to edit this out again because they would fire her if she found out. So she's probably filling some kind of void of not having oh, a man. Oh, got it, got it. But as she gets more successful and richer, I mean, she's like rich Dude, now. Dude, let me ask you though, like workaholism. Men are very threatened by it. Workaholism is an addiction that is like kind of a tricky one. Like, like. You know, in our community, there's so many people we see with like drug addictions and, and alcohol addictions, but like workaholism, like that's one that I've like really found myself being like, oh, like I don't need to be working right now. Like yeah. why can't, why am I saying yes to this? Why am I doing this? So socially acceptable. You work a lot. People it's like, celebrated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, not so much as like me. I think people are shitty to me about it. They're like, you're so ambitious. Why do you work so much? For like, women, I, I don't I think, think it's I get shamed much. more for it. Yeah. Which I, I think is good because it's made me like look in the mirror. Do you and go, think what? they're shaming you for working too much or they're shaming you for not processing certain emotions and covering that up with work? Maybe. But it's like, how do you know what emotions I'm- Like if you just went on vacation- Yeah. Instead of work- Right. I think that they would say the same thing. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, Yo, you're just traveling around the world doing all this other stuff yeah. when you had your parents pass and you're yeah. not really acknowledging what happened and how it affected yeah, you. Yeah, but it's like I've been mourning my parents since they had strokes. Like, you know, it's like been a slow process. Like some people have it, lose it sudden, have it suddenly. I actually feel like I got really lucky because it's like I had 12 years to like prepare because it was like Groundhog Day. It was like every day it was today's the day she's going to die. Today's the day. So it was just this constant thing. And by the time she died, I mean, a couple years ago, she looked over at me and she was like, please kill me. You know, right. and I'm like. Sometimes people say it's a relief when they have it was such a relief. Yeah, yeah, it's also like seeing your, 
you know, this person you had on a pedestal or someone that like, you have to have some modicum of a hierarchy of just mm -hmm. like the biological, just the pecking order of this is the queen and I'm, you know, the changing of the guard. Like it's a, it, to be in that holding pattern of like, am I an adult yet? Am I not? Am I my mother's mother? Am I my mother's daughter? Like trying to seek validation from someone that you have to wipe their ass. It's just like, it just gets really confusing. Was she seeing your stuff though? Like was she aware of what you were doing career-wise? She, bless her heart, my mom like, you know, dabbled in the narcissism and she couldn't, like at my first special, she answered her phone in the audience and like just took the call. Nice. Great. You know what I mean? She could like she just couldn't, you know, uh, you know, every time I saw her, it was like these backhanded compliments. He's like, all you want is something, you know. Where do you think that comes from? Uh, her. Yeah, why uh, do you think she did I that? think that she did not want kids. I don't think she had maternal instincts. I think she, if I'm gonna guess, I think she had my sister to try to keep my dad. And then my mm. dad fell in love with my sister, mm. his daughter. My sister like stole my dad's heart. My mom couldn't keep dad's heart. And then I was a mistake. So I was conceived two months after my sister was born. Mm. And so I was an accident. So it's like when you really go back and do the like, oh, no one wanted me. And then I came out and I was brunette. Uh, you know, double whammy. Also, yeah. found out I'm half Jewish. Hey, whoa! Wait, how'd you God. just find that out? Just found out because my uh, mom died, and I got the because I knew that my dad's mom was Jewish and my mom's dad. I just found out because when, when they died, you, all the family secrets come up. Dude. Oh wow! There's like a wild shit. Yeah, you're down. half Jewish, but actually zero <laughs> Jewish. Because <laughs> you need to come from Jewish vagina to be actually Jewish. Well, my mom, my dad's Mom's mom. Dad, my, I'm sorry, but dad's my dad's mom. I'm sorry, dad's mom. Oh, so I'm no Jewish. No Jewish. Damn. But come point. on. No, nope. we'll Good Doesn't math. Count. Zero? Doesn't count. Great math. Nah, Zero. Great math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your math has gotten worse now that you're full on Me. fucking lezzy. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, yeah, just like it just like changes you. I don't know. It's like. My friend had, uh, I'll see if we can keep his name. Gunal Aurora, his dad was like not a great guy. And he said something that stuck with me. He said, it took my dad's death for me to deal with his life. Like sure. all this shit that sure. they put on you. So even if you've kind of been dealing with her death, I wonder if it still hits you hard because once she's gone, gone, you can keep yourself occupied yep. and not think about all the shitty things she did to you when you're wiping her ass and you're seeing her in the state. When yeah. she's gone, now you got to deal with everything she did to you. Because the first time you came on, yeah. I think she was alive. You didn't talk about like forcing you into modeling at all. I think you might be dealing with all this. I now. just well, because it's like I never wanted. You know, I don't think she had a, a capacity for guilt. Like her denial was so intense. But it's like, yeah, I mean, there was sexual abuse. There was like in alcoholic homes when there's like you know sexual abuse men coming in and out. No, not from her, but like from boyfriends, from Jeez. like wow. divorced homes where people probably, are working. Yeah. So she was dating a guy, and that guy would like hit on you. That was well. That was a whole other thing. Like, look, we're the first I think generation. Kind of flirting. We're my mom. I'm gonna say it. Like, Mark, this let's is, not joke around about this. This dude. is like, very fucking insensitive. Dude. Like, you're just joking around. She's saying she got molested. That's you think fucking that's crazy. crazy. You said they're hitting on her. You're still laughing. You're like, face is all red on her. I just, I just don't think they're hitting on her. Jesus Christ! Just say sorry, bro. Just say sorry. I don't think it's flirting. I will forgive you. This is the problem with men. This is the problem with men. They can't just say sorry. Nah, dude. This is the dude. It's a quality that now we can laugh. Poor girl is like. Poor, Literally I am so rich. I have so much money. On grieving. the pot, grieving. Oh, 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 not flirting, whatever he fucking said. No, no, no. What a, <laughs> no, no, no. What this a is fucking, fucking uh, uh, asshole right here. Hardcore feminist, dude, it's equality uh, so when we can also laugh at women being molested. Boyfriends. Uh, <laughs> but all kind of people, dude. It's like. And fucking calm down, dude. Like, look at you, like, being all sinister. Alex, what are you doing in the corner? Listen, listen. But doesn't it feel like when boys are molested, it's hilarious? Like, Catholic church shit is funny, and then girls are molested, and everyone's all like, 
like awkward. So this yes. is, he's like. Okay, so you're saying that her boyfriend. No, th not that specifically. There were situations like that, but we also had babysitters. Like we were the first generation of like moms that worked, you know, and she would mm. go out. And you, she had, was, you had male babysitters? She had, I, dude, it was like so-and-so's, you know, son down the street. Is he available for $10? We had female babysitters. We had a female babysitter that molested us. I didn't know that till recently. My dad got molested by a babysitter. Uh-huh. Female. Back in the day, day. Yeah, back so in the day. So that was a while ago. Yeah, but no, he was about it. He like shared the story with me. Like, that's intense. That's just like yeah. shoot. They would play a game where back she in would... the day where women couldn't even vote, but they were molesting. Like, oh no, no, he's not that old. I just mean like yeah. that was when was it? The uh, 50s? when was the exact day? I'm not sure. I just sure. mean like was it the 50s when he was a kid? When was he? Yeah, he was. It was. It was definitely the the 50s. And uh, he would tell me she would come over and uh, they would play a game where she would play with his dick, and then like she was like, all right, it's time for you to play with mine, and he was like. Can't wait to play with her dick. Oh. <laughs> he didn't know. Like, he didn't know girls have pussies and shit. So he's like, it's my time to play with that shit. And he was like trying to get in there. And she was like, oh, okay, actually we can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of stopped it. So he was trying to get his get back. I think that was the most fucked up part. You because he didn't get his one, get Mark. back. Yeah. Mark, you can laugh at this one. Yeah, that he one seems kind of funny. I he actually laughed. enjoyed that well, one. Yeah. Okay. Like, that but good. when women are molested piece? or girls are molested, it gets like it's like a super bummer. So it's like I like I never well, thought about it. It is a bit of a bummer. It is a bummer for both. I mean, I, I think that most it happens to most people in some iteration. I think that, like, when you grow up in no, alcohol. No, it doesn't. Don't normalize it. Maybe. I just it think that there's so much, it like. It doesn't. There, uh, hey, Whitney, a, mm -hmm. it doesn't. I think a lot of. And I know that normalizing it might make you feel better. No, it doesn't. It but makes what me feel. Happened I would, to you I want to be not the, okay. Despite I want to be the Mark's only person that was molested. What are you talking about? You want to be the only person? <laughs> Do you think I want other people to have the <laughs> same? That's a little narcissistic. I would, no, I'm think. joking. I like, but no, trust me. I would love to be the only person that <laughs> that's, you that's know adults you were talking about as a child. Um, but <laughs> actually, if you were the, the only person molested, I talk about it. I think that, but I think that all the you maybe could pay the price for all humans. It's like a Jesus thing. Yeah, You took the molestations and no one else has to be molested. What? Y'all are talking Strap about y'all are oh. talking about incels. And you and took her to jacket. Do. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it was a heat. <laughs> y'all are talking about incels like school shooters. What are you doing about it? Wait I'm out there fucking them. You had sex with a male virgin. Mm -hmm. How old were they? I'm not telling him. You had sex with an underage man. No, no. He was, you had sex with an underage no, man. No, a very old, much older virgin. How old? On the road. How old? Over 25. You believed him? Yes, actually. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I know, right? I know. There's I, no way. way. There's um, no way. Nobody's We've been playing that, that for fucking years. You know, oh, yeah, I never had sex before. And yeah, then well, you Mark doesn't have sex till after 25. Fucking losers. Dude, you're not, you know, you're you're you out here dicking losers. down fans, though? That's <laughs> crazy. Like Call a pound No, it's the first time I've ever done no, <laughs> 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 How dare you, dude? How dare you? Because that's the other thing. I'm looking down the barrel of the female comedians that, like, dude, this doesn't end well. Who does this end well for, female comedians? Joan of Arc or whatever. What's her? Joan, <laughs> Joan Rivers. Rivers. That yeah. ended well for her. It she did not. Phenomenal. She was killing it. I, I know, think she has so like, much respect. That's true, but I think people that, love her. But she hated towards the end that she was like doing fashion police stuff and so was then like stop doing, doing it. Like, I don't like that shit. Where like, like celebrity gossip shit. I don't like to get into. Don't that. complain about the shit you choose. Or to do. you become gay, or you become an activist.
I know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. No, I'm you were an activist you're two for first. That's pretty dude, good. Remember, when was I an activist? Remember when you would call me and be like, dude, they totally think I give a fuck about animals. And you would, we would have these calls. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, oh, giraffes. Oh, no. What a stupid fucking animal. I don't get it. You would call me and shit on animals all the time. And then you'd go and make your little videos. Like, I gotta save a zoo. A zoo's gonna burn in California, right? <laughs> and you would call me just laughing and mocking these people. Remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You need your gun. But you do this care about animals. animals. You do care about it. You dated a veterinarian. Or what is going on? You dated at a veterinarian. Home. Stop what doing it. Going... You're doing it again. But there's Every some... time you're in a corner, you're so... you project. I'm not, I Can just... we talk about you and the animals? Sure, yes. You were in love with a veterinarian. I dated a veterinarian uh, during the pandemic. Did yes, you didn't sir. love him. I did. What's love? I mean, what are we doing? That's crazy. What are we doing? What are we doing? You're that's evil. evil. Hold, on. No. Hold on. My thing with that's crazy. No, it's not. My thing with love is I. That word was used a lot to control me as a Dude, kid. The whiter your fingers get, the bigger the lie is. The second that you're out here like this, why would I? <laughs> lie? That was like, used as a controlling mechanism. You could love the veterinarian. How many people have you said uh, you loved before? <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> when, like, what's your definition of love? Like, when do you know you're in love with someone? That's a good it's question. Like Jerry Maguire, you know. That's you a know. good question, but I'll tell you this. Do you love me? I love you. Yeah, but that's not in love. No, but in love, I'll tell you that uh, you feel. At least for me, I felt it in different ways, and with my wife, I felt it. In my way. wife. Yeah, that was very <laughs> I, yeah. no, I felt it in a way I never felt with anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did that manifest? Because I remember a guy friend of mine said to me once something like very simple. Second or- date. Oh, wow. Second date, I was like, yeah, I'm going to fall in love with this woman. Second date. How did you know? Like, was it just I want an to, energy? Wasn't conscious? I want to listen to everything she had to say, and I want to share everything that I had with her. And I think that was it. It wasn't even like on some... Like, I wanted uh, to listen to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the way, this is by the way, this is like a guy friend of mine who's like, you know, gets gets it. It's a beautiful story. I almost started crying. <laughs> no, and then you were like, I just wanted to listen to her. Yeah, I know. I got serious. This shit felt like the Burt Kreischer roast for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's crying. For the first, for the first time on. in my life, I found a woman road, interested. I was emo- got emotional. It's clear here that not everybody has fallen in love yet, but it's okay. Also, <laughs> the love eventually. My mom was in seven day hospice. She was on her seventh day of fucking yeah. home hospice. This bitch. Are you dude. comparing your dying mom to my wife right no, now? No, I, I'm just saying the crying and the roast, this seems to be a sticking point for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Which is like the, uh, my mom was in seven days of hospice, so I'm at fucking Kaiser Permanente, which fuck that place, by the way, I have umbrella insurance, I can, I'm protected. Yeah. So I went to Kaiser Permanente once, yeah. and look how bored he gets when it's like not just- That was yeah. It's not the second date, that's what happens. Bored, <laughs> how how do you know in love with you, Whitney? What do you, you, you want to do? I'm not in love with her, I love her. I know. Yeah. I love her. I do. Like, you know. I care about I, you and I care about your well-being and I want everything to work out for you and uh, I would help you if stories. you ever need anything. I mean that, sincerely. Thank you. And you don't even trust it because so many people have fucked you over in life or something like that. So it, you're No, like, I do trust it. That's not true at all. I, like, you're I'm very close to me. What it, <laughs> Give me, like, Irish boxer. <laughs> no, I, I care about you deeply and I want everything to work out. So for me, that is love. But being in love yeah. with somebody has, has well, yeah, but, happened a few times in my life. Yeah. And the last time was the most profound version of it. But do you often. feel like that the amount of time, like, you knew on the second date, do you think that you can still love someone the way you love Emma but not know that soon? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think it? Give for, me a hypothetical. Like, for love to happen, does it have to be that soon? Is no, my question. Because no, sometimes so. I'll be with someone for like six or seven months, and I'm like, do I just give it more time? I love my wife way more now than I did on our yeah. second That's date. That's so yeah. cool. But there was yeah. something that happened. There was something that happened on the second date where I was like, whoa, this is different than anything I've ever experienced. Has there ever been a fight where you're like, or a thing you're like, I don't know? No. There's been difficulties, yeah. of course, but there's never been a thing where like, I don't love this person anymore. Right, right. I stopped loving them. Was there something that you did differently with her where it's like with other people, like in a fight or whatever, for lack of a better word, you'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. But with her, you just like acted differently? Not necessarily, but I also think it's not just, I don't know, I think that I don't feel in fights that it's over ever. Right, right, right. It's so about- she makes me feel. Mm -hmm. There's something that she does not in the fight, outside of the fight. And I yeah, hope yeah. that there's something I do outside of the fight that makes us feel like, hey, this thing sucks. We need to fucking work this out. I'm being a little immature motherfucker. She's being an immature yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But- it doesn't feel like it's kind of over, I feel which like is a nice for me, for I think that's kind of love when you feel like you're fighting for something instead of fighting with someone and you're like on the same team, even yeah. though, because to me, like in fights, I'll instantly be like, the biggest leverage is leaving. Yeah, but that's- that So it's like, from, you go to that, but that's like, you got to stay in the that's ring. Fear, but though, that doesn't that's come fear. from a lack of love. That comes from uh, insecurity and emotional immaturity. Yeah, yeah. I used to get I, with like, I love my wife so much, but when I was less mature emotionally, there were five B fights where I'd be like, I don't know if this is worth it. And now- mm. And I think you'll know when you're in love because when you're in love, you're like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do this. We're going to deal with this. It's going to be okay. Yeah. But this, well, this don't define the, the love by the fights. Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue. Well, I guess for me, it's like I always thought like love, it's not about how, uh, what it's like when things are going well. It's about when things are hard. You no, know? So think I've about when thought, it's going well. Like yeah. How much fun is it when it's going well? That's yeah. what I think keeps you together. Like, I guess I just haven't had a fun life yet. Like I, I also was, people are like, you have intimacy issues. You don't want to be with someone. It's like, I didn't want to be with someone when I had a mom hanging off of a thing. Like I was engaged uh, to a guy I met off Raya, awesome dude. Mm -hmm. And when we started planning the wedding, I just couldn't like, you know, picture my mom in a wheelchair and my, like who was going to walk me down the aisle. Like I just couldn't, Yeah. you know, so now that she's dead, I feel like I can. I understand what you mean now when you say either you feel free. It's just like, there's a point where you realize like, am I my mother's daughter? Am I my own person? And I guess I never got to be my own person yeah. just because I was in the shadow of her illness. So I, I think, think you suffer from uh, being too smart sometimes where I think that you can like intellectualize every aspect of your behavior and find a justification for it somewhere on the I think internet. that's what we do as stand-ups, but when you turn on yourself, like we're these, you know, analysts, like, like you almost need to be able to like shut your brain off and just be, you know, to quote liver king primal for a second. I'm trying, dude. No, it's hard, I'm, I'm, right? Dude, I'm doing two hobbies now. I'm taking on two hobbies that I'm not allowed to turn into businesses. You're an awesome example because like your trying so hard to just be a human. It's retarded. <laughs> and like, you're like, I'm gonna have a hobby. No, it's, I'm gonna have by the another way, one. Cause I also became a comic. Like I knew I was like growing up, like But all the being jumps. a comic is your most authentic state. I genuinely mean that. Yeah, like, for, for sure. I think being a person is way harder for when you. you grew up in an alcoholic home, that's what you are. You're a comic, a you're making performer. people laugh. Yeah. You're like doing, literally getting yeah. people drink. This is you. This like, is you being in this kind of manic state, making things funny, like roasting, having great ideas, putting them together. Always have to be together. 10 steps ahead. 
have to have nine backup plans for jokes. But what makes you so good at this is what makes life so difficult. And also growing up with uh, in an alcoholic home, like if you're scattered, they're scatterbrained. So me being all over the place like is linear to them. Same. I grew up in an alcoholic house, and there's a lot of peacemaking and just making sure everybody's. Oh yeah, like, like and then let's uh, just yeah, not. You're the mediator. Conflict. You have to shape yeah. shift. You have to be a chameleon, like narcissist. You have to like uh, you know, and then also defining yourself through your productivity and usefulness to others, and like yeah. entertaining people, and like and then as you get older, it's just like annoying. Like you're just the annoying people pleaser who like won't turn off, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But I think yeah, it's weird because I got on the. TV. I remember as a kid going like I have to get in the box. Mm. Like I saw Happy Families in the box, and or I was did like, "Your family value what was in the box." Well, yeah. Well, my dad like they would watch TV, yeah, and, I, and, and uh, that's I watch. But from I would commercials is what I wanted though. I would I didn't want to be in movies. I wanted to be in commercials because wow, that, that's, that's interesting. The, that's where the Happy Families were. I was yeah. like, I got to get there, dude. That's where the fucking food is on the ta- dinner table. Everybody's like, happy. Dude, the fridge is like, f- how do I get in there? I would literally drive by like on um like uh whatever family trips, and there would be like an exit for a McDonald's. And we're like, let's get off at McDonald's. All I would see is like, how did that, why is that kid eating the fries? Like, I could do that. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I think that there's a perfect example of you intellectualizing a situation, but that's not the real reason. I think that your dad watched that TV and that was the most important thing in his life. How do I get his attention? And I need to get in there to get his attention, his validation. Mm -hmm. And that is often what children do. The only reason I started boxing or or enjoyed boxing or did a boxing, I did a boxing match is Mm -hmm. because I knew how much my dad loved boxing. My dad gave me all the validation. And even with all the validation from my dad, maybe this would impress him even more. And he was so impressed and it felt so good. So it's like we, we, we subconsciously are drawn to the things that our parents really care about. Even if we resent our parents, we still want their They're, validation. Because it's equate, like a reptilian brain. See how smart you are? You're like, you create this perfect, beautiful story of like, there's a family eating McDonald's and I want that. No, you don't. No. <laughs> you would have been a commercial actress if you did. Dude, but you created great shows. I could not shows. book a commercial to save my life. They, oh, I went and they always said I sounded sarcastic. You I'd be like, sarcastic. try Tide with bleach. It's the best <laughs> yeah. for your Tide. McDonald's, like, I, it's super good. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> I don't believe that, girl. <laughs> I know. They always said I was too sarcastic. Your dad but, would change the channel. You're like, come on. I finally like, got in. It's also like the jury's still out if I'm the progressive lady or not. So maybe I am in commercials. <laughs> progressive <laughs> lady. <laughs> um, but it's wild, though, because I was like, that's where the love you is. You are the lesbian. And yeah. trans now. You are the progressive yeah. I'm very progressive. Yeah. <laughs> now you're on birth control, you are flowing. You are flowing. That's perfect. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. We were out there and I was like, should I take a Prozac before I go in? I was also on Prozac and I just like went off it like willy-nilly. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be on any of this pharma shit. I've yeah. also been like under the influence of like pharma, birth control, Hold Prozac. On. So how do you get so a person like you is you know usually smarter than most of the people around you, I right? I mean, let's just assume, right? It's hard to take advice from people around you if you're like, I don't know if these people are smarter than me. You, probably most of the people around you, you're more successful than. So like, why would I take advice from any of these motherfuckers? But what happens if those people have good advice that would help you reflect on your life and maybe make your life easier? Yeah, would you? push them away or would you be willing to digest it? I think it depends. I think when someone's giving you advice, you can usually tell if they're like- Authentic. Yeah, if they really are trying to solve the problem or like show off or project. It seems like sometimes the people with their lives that are the most disarray are the ones that want to give the most advice, you know? Kind of annoying, isn't it? Yeah, just sort of like, like, or someone that's trying to control you or they want you to like owe them in some way. You know, I think we're in this sort of like as as a a species, like everyone's an expert in everything now. And I read this, this book and I watched this TED talk and you're like- 
Can you just tell me what you think I should do? Like, I don't need you, you know, to quote nine fake experts. Yeah. You know what's interesting is you're, this is almost like the downside of getting successful young is you did so much work, you couldn't really work on you and also the stuff with your mom. The one upside of, and I'm not saying I'm well-adjusted, one upside of me getting successful so much later or somewhat successful so much later yeah. is I had a lot of time with no work so I could just work on me. Yeah, yeah, And I'm not saying I'm well-adjusted now, but I mean, I'm way better off than I would have been. I spent so much time. Like, it's like child stars, why it's yeah. so difficult for yeah. me. And like shape-shifting and stuff, like where it's, someone's like, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, well, I like, don't know what I like. like a I don't, reward I matrix. I have to figure that out. Say it again? Yeah. The Hollywood reward matrix is really distorting. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Also, if as soon as my mom died, I was able to process a lot of the fucked up Hollywood shit because I think I had to be in so denial with the Stockholm Syndrome with Hollywood because it was like the key to getting her love and my dad's love that I was yeah. like, I couldn't see the dark side also, of Also, maybe it was familiar because it's very similar to- 100%. An abusive I mean, it, I, and it, it's weird. I have this obsession with Shirley Temple because it's like when people are like, is Hollywood creepy? I'm like, you guys, this is a business built on the back of a four-year-old toddler named Shirley Temple yeah. who was wearing little mini skirts. And she was four when she was in her first movie where she's like at war with soldiers, like on their laps, like not a mom in sight. There's no nanny in the story. It's just, there's just a baby with dimples like dancing for soldiers. So if she was four in the movie, that means she was cast at like two yeah. <laughs> or three, and then if she was cast at two or three, if she got the job, that means there were like a hundred other babies that auditioned mm. that people were like, not cute enough, not like, and then there was a costume designer. Like I watched the movie and I'm just like, someone sewed this little gingham plaid diaper cover. Like the way that, that the skirts perfectly like come up and if, if, there's a video called Good Ship Lollipop and it's her doing a dance for these like men. I'll never dude, watch that ever. It's just, you just ruined Shirley Temple for dude, me. Dude, it is, well, we well dude. <laughs> Dude, whoever, never watch a single thing of hers. Thank God. Dude, her blackface. There's a movie where she's in blackface. It is Trudeau level precision. It's wild. Like we owe this bitch an apology. And like I just think about her because I'm like, this is something that we we're like Shirley Temple. We order a Shirley Temple. And we're like, oh, this is this child that was just kind of a stripper. There's videos called Baby Burlesque. And it's her in diapers and another baby just making out and dancing. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking wild. Like Brooke Shields was doing like nude dude, shoots Lagoon, at like 14. Lagoon, Lagoon dude is yeah. wild. Yeah. She like has her first blood and she's 14 and they're fucking on a rock. Like that's kind of like whatever, but like Shirley Temple dude and all these like child stars, all this like Hannah Montana shit. Like what are we doing? So I'm curious, would you ever take a hiatus? Yeah, I've actually, um, I am kind of now, like I'm not gonna tour uh, in the fall because touring is my favorite thing in the world to do, but it's like doing all this other shit. I kind of want just wanna, like after specials, I don't know if you ever do this, I like to take like six months like not doing stand-up just to make sure I'm not doing a bad impression of myself or I'm not trying to like make vestiges of the previous special work just because I, I think that's the biggest problem a lot of comics do. I'm only doing Mothership. I'm going to Mothership next that's week. Great. Yeah. By the way, the best thing that ever happened to comedy is Joe Rogan taking mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, incredible. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. But no, I think that's hobbies. just. Yeah. You said you have two hobbies. Two, I'm working on two hobbies that I can't turn into businesses and I can't post on social media. Mm. I am learning to fence. Ooh. Fencing is so fun. Yeah. And so, so Ivy hard. League of you. Keep that's the neighbors. <laughs> so Ivy League of you. That's yeah. not, uh, it's barely Ivy League. It's yeah. She's just trying to keep the neighbors out. Are you building fences? Is that what she made? Like, Don't look at me. <laughs> my gun's not loaded. I need to use my sword. Yeah. Fencing and what? Dude, if a stalker showed up at my house and I was just like, on guard. They'd be like, uh, <laughs> never mind. And then um, target practice. Like I saw you were doing the bow hunting with uh, Joe. Mm -hmm. Was that fun? Yeah. It's hard as shit. To pull the bow back. Yeah. It's really difficult. And I'm, this is really dorky, but I, uh, 
am going to start making quilts. That's fine. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. Now, is it possible to do those three things and not tell anybody about them on podcasts? Can they just uh, I, be? I for would your love to keep joy? this a secret. That, that yeah. based on how well that went, I think it's I think it's the last I ever mention it. <laughs> because I do think I have it like it does go well. It is really funny. You're gonna have all these great stories, but can you from still the quilting, do them? the adventures in quilting? Yeah. Because you know what? I think for cool me, I have this thing in my head where if I'm doing something that's recreational, I feel like I'm falling behind, or I, like if I'm watching a movie, I have to like. Go make it work. I have to be what? I mean, what you're saying, I think a lot or, of people would relate to. In but the I business. also think being a comic, it's like just moving through the world, and you're like, oh, what's funny about these? Like, what's fun? Those are like, it's just it's hard to turn off sometimes. But if I'm doing one thing that's kind of like a monotonous like task, yeah. task, I can kind of be present. Yeah, it's like the fidget spinner 101. Yeah, like if I feel like I can be productive in one way, then I can luxuriate. It's yeah. just maybe that's something I need to fix about myself. I went on Prozac, like which. I, I don't know, it was probably more a placebo effect that it made me feel like I was able to be a little more calm. I was prescribed Adderall, five milligrams of Adderall. You do not need Adderall. By the way, no, but for OC, uh, for a true OCD, it calms you down. It doesn't amp you up. It's, uh, it was five, it's the opposite effect. It was the opposite. So really? he, pres- yeah. he prescribed me five milligrams of Adderall. What is it? when it t- Oh, time release. Mm-hmm. To sleep. <laughs> to sleep? Because I can't sleep. But uh, a lot. Be- but- like I can't sleep focus. either. And then, by the way, I said to him, well, there's something about that that's interesting. I said to him, I was like, I took the Adderall, I think it's working. And he was like, well, I do have to tell you uh, that it's a placebo dose. Uh, five milligrams of Adderall was, in, like, most people use it's for kids. So that it's intentionally a placebo dose. I'm like, well, what's the point of telling me a placebo if you tell me it's yeah, a why placebo? Would you like, tell- what law yeah. is that? But the fact that they made it a placebo dose because they knew kids would take it. I mean, there's an Adderall shortage in California. Yeah. And no one gets anything done. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, but the sleep thing, um, I, like, there's, a, like, a lot of si- a lot of good science. I don't know what you guys call it around here. Call Huberman. I don't know. <laughs> where um, uh, night watcher DNA. So a lot of us descend from night watchers. So, like, in the tribes, there's everyone that would, like, you know, have, like, the, the daytime circadian rhythm and the people that would stay up and watch the tribe. And I they can't would believe you called us nerds for knowing facts and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it like, is unbelievable. I just, like, that was probably your favorite episode of Flagrant because there was like numbers that you could attach yeah. to ideas. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break for a second. Listen, I started taking Athletic Greens, specifically that AG1, because I hated taking pills and vitamins and all that other nonsense. I just want a supplement that can actually taste good, serve me, fit in the schedule, easy does it. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition that is out there. You literally take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Sustainable routines are key. AG1. It's my daily micro habit that makes it easy to absorb key nutrients, lead a healthy lifestyle, and feel my best no matter what the day holds. One scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So, to make it easy for you, right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com flagrant. Again, that is athleticgreens.com flagrant to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second because spring is upon us. Spring is upon us, and you know what that means. 
The mini skirts are coming out. The sundresses are coming out. It's time for you to act. It's time for you to be right. And it's time for you to stiffen up and fill the void. Can you stiffen up and fill the void like that? Maybe you can, maybe you can't, but you know one thing that will guarantee it, that's blue chew, same active ingredients inside Viagra Cialis, but this is the chew, this one we rock with, okay? If you're pulling up that mini, if you're flipping up that sundress, you need to be ready to deliver. Back of a Buick, sundress goes up, legs wrap around, Armageddon, Armageddon. Bluechew.com, okay? Make sure you use the promo code Flagrant. You're gonna get your first month free. All you gotta do is pay $5 shipping. This is a no-brainer. You do it. Let's get back to the show. I did take Lex Freeman to your, <laughs> to your weddings, and then Lex got so wasted, stayed at my house, woke up the next morning to him just staring at my robot in my office. Whoa. <laughs> like, How long did he think he was talking to you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was thrilled. He was like, this, I can get yeah. my... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whitney but, didn't inter interrupt me for 10 minutes. I do, <laughs> I do need to figure out what to do with her because they're putting chat GPT in her, mm -hmm. so she's going to be able to like talk. But I'm like, I don't know. What should I, I think I'm just going to give her to the mothership to put in the fat man just hang from the ceiling or something. Uh, Oh, from a yeah. news. That's a good idea. Because <laughs> like in, the, in Rogan's new club, you get to go under the stage. It's yeah. like sick. Like it doesn't it kind of feel like for a second, like, I don't know. It's almost like, you know, when you go under in boxing, when you're about to go out. Oh yeah, your like, ring walk. Yeah, you're just yeah, like, it yeah, feels yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little bit like you're under and then you go up. Like I kind of want to like put her to the top of the ceiling, like looking down. That'd be kind of wild. Or something. Or what just is... seat her in the balcony, just have one seat that's just her. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That's fun. But also whatever happened, cause I brought him, um, I was at Mothership like two weeks ago and I brought him some Rodney Dangerfield sets and Joan Dangerfield came with me. Whatever happened to the Rodney Dangerfield set I gave you? I don't know. Wait, a set? What? Wait, what do you mean a set? So I did. Um, this uh, is a great gift. You gave me a great gift. Yes, but I was where Rodney Dangerfield, like the way that he wrote out his sets, like um, on the Tonight Show, he would like write out the joke exactly. Like the top would say like "great crowd," like two exclamation points. Like he wrote. It was like it's heartbreaking. Anchorman. It, what's that? It was like Anchorman. Oh like yeah. He would say exactly what was written. And on And then the he thing. would yeah. do like like a B and A, like everything that he wrote was like if he got an applause break, if he got an applause break, he didn't think he deserved, if he needed to work on something, like he had all these like codes and stuff. Also, I've been spending a lot of time. Stop, stop. My stay, favorite. Stay, hold on. Yeah. Stay on the story. Oh, well, I've been spending a lot of time. <laughs> no, with no, 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 no. Stay on the Rodney Dangerfield thing. Did yeah, you think yeah. that was going well? No, it yes. doesn't matter if it was going well. We're listening. We're gonna give you a weighted blanket. But okay. So you gave me yeah. a page yes. from one of his Tonight Show sets, mm -hmm. and it was a great gift. Yes. And even if none of us are dying laughing, when yeah. we're listening, it's really valuable. But wait, I was going to say also, something. Also, real quick, one of my favorite jokes ever is a Dangerfield joke. Tell he me. goes, uh, I'm so ugly, I only get girls because of who I am. A <laughs> rapist. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Uh, so tight. Uh, so tight. You know, I mean, it's so good. You know that he would, after shows, get beat up in the parking lot? No way. Mm -hmm. By whom? Uh, just like, like you know, I mean, comedy back then, we, it was in strip clubs, like, you know, Atlantic City, Catskills. Like, we think about, like, comedians being But it was so self-deprecating. Why would anybody beat him up for beating him up? Because he would say, like, your wife is ugly. And this is, like, you know, people were just- He would say, my wife is ugly. But it's we just saw Chris Rocket punch in the face for making a joke about G.I.J. I mean, it's like, I don't think the people that are doing the attacking are particularly sane. They're yeah. jealous he's getting attention. Who knows? Right, You know, right. it's like, back then it was like, you know, because I was going to um, maybe do a movie about Joan Rivers. And looking back through footage of, like, Opaque smoke in these venues. Yeah, like we you we did stand up when there was inside smoking. I feel like for like 
maybe like I, I went to like Lexington, Kentucky once and I was yeah. like, whoa, people were smoking inside. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is so fucking wild. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. It is, but That's like you would get Vegas voice. Like Joan Rivers started getting super raspy. Get dry. Yeah. And she also had dry. like four miscarriages. Some like of the imagine. Weed rooms are like that. Yeah. Which one? Oh, like, dude, up LA in Toronto. comedy right now no, sucks because no. everyone's stoned out of their minds. Oh, really? Comedy's supposed to be like a little bit of alcohol, you have some tension, but now yeah. everyone's just like chilling. There's like you know, I think we need to make weed illegal in LA. It's not working. <laughs> really? I think smoking is fine, but these edibles where everyone's just kind of like- Zonked. Everyone's on fucking edibles or mushrooms. Like, I, like Everyone's healing. All these white people are have healing. Have you tried mushrooms? I have. I did it on a live podcast. I love them. Yeah. But I don't think it's like-, like Have make, you tried mushrooms Hold on one second. Content? Hold on one second. That's funny. Hold on one second. <laughs> you know what you're doing right now? What? You ever seen somebody go down um, a hill on a skateboard? Someone said this, made this exact thing. Michael Chiklis on my podcast the other day. Oh. He said talking to you is like downhilling. No, you're going down the hill, and, but you're in a speed wobble. Mm -hmm. So we all just need to take a moment. But I think you actually I'm just slowed pee. down. Take that you take yeah. a moment. We were at the same pace and then you got tired. You got tied tired. You think I got tired? Well, Not you, at all. you wore yourself out mm. and now- Is there another option maybe? <laughs> You decided to switch gears. What do you think? What do you think another option but is? But no, I was just thinking in terms of it. You're being stop, 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 stop. I want to give you a big hug. Stop. What? Stop. Why is everyone? <laughs> stop, 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 stop. What? You're going to get her in her head. Say something? No, 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 no. Do you listen. see what's happening? Listen, listen, listen. Can I just take this? Can I just take this? Sir. Can I take Okay. Yes. So. Are, is this your way? You can tell. I know what everyone like I'm not thinks tired. about me. Okay. No, I don't care what anybody thinks about you. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Do you want to go into the? No. Okay. What I'm, what I, me slowing down is not a function of me being tired of you or anything. I was like just that. joking. Okay. I thought just... that's what we did here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make sure the comments aren't too savage. Fuck them. <laughs> Dumb. I'll take unfunny. Is where I draw the line. <laughs> Fuck them. No, no, I just wanted to. I just wanted to slow down the pace so that you would feel comfortable. But I felt like if I was just going 100, percent then you would have to be defensive. So maybe if I was just chilling and just asking you questions I really want to know about you, then then we'd all be able to chill. I like this. Yeah. What's happening here? What do you want to? You want to ask something? I will. <laughs> where are you going, Mark? I got to pee really fast. Okay, right. good. What I, I mean, these I think these uh, Zins should be outlawed. Oh, no, I, those are awesome. Can I say it? feels like a lot of energy quick, and then it kind of... Whitney, can I ask you a question about, uh, about uh, stand-up? Do you think, because sure. you've played the mothership already, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think yeah. the opportunity for young comics is greatest now in Austin? If you're com going to compare to L.A. and New York, I'm not talking about people at our level. Yeah. I'm talking about you're going to start comedy. Yeah. You're moving to a city sure. to start comedy. Sure. You didn't grow up there. Sure. Where would you go and do you think that Austin is like a real viable candidate? I think Austin is a real viable candidate, but if you're not yet in the uh, orb of Rogan, mm. it's probably a bust. So give me a You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I think that, you know, pound for pound, I mean, L.A. was like, 
for me, I made it New York in terms of the number of spots I was able to do. You know, I was doing 12 spots a night in LA. Like you can do it if you really, you know, you got to drive. Like you know, in LA or New York, you were doing in 12 LA. spots. Oh, I wow. made LA like New York. Like I went to Hermosa. I did like you know, because uh, the Comedy Store you can do three a night. And then Laugh Factory, you can do two. So I just like yeah. scheduled it out where I was able to. Do, and then there were rooms. Like LA had like rooms, like bowling alleys and sushi restaurants. Right. I mean, it was a nightmare, but like in a way, I actually am like so grateful for that yeah. um, because uh, like New York. I feel like at least when I came out here, didn't have a lot of that. There was like Village Lantern and like some restaurants that had stand up, but we were doing stand up like literally in bowling alleys. Like you have to time the New jokes York, to, when they hit the pins. New like, York had so. like a robust. Alternative comedy scene. Oh yeah, like Rafifi and so huge. And then yeah. what happened is, as alternative comedy became more popular, mm -hmm. those comics started getting booked in the clubs. Right. So their comedy just wasn't celebrated by the clubs just yet. So yeah. they weren't there. So they built their own scene. It was awesome. Yeah. And then they started getting booked to the clubs. And then the scene just isn't as robust as it used to be. There's still people who do shows and like have different rooms that are like yeah. scheduled rooms. Like your boy has a room. What is it? Seventh Street? Yeah, Seventh Street. It's like this awesome like little club. Sesh is another one. We're literally like they just found like a basement in yeah. like the Lower East Side. Yeah, yeah. And then gutted it, put a bunch of chairs in a stage. And they treat it like a club. Like but they in have LA, regular like, shows. There was so, like I'm so grateful that I came up in LA because we did a lot of comedy in, in just like outside in parking lots. Lots like you know laundromats, like just crazy shit, you know, and like to be able to like uh, have to. F I mean, there was Miyagi's, which was a sushi restaurant where we would do stand up. This is when Duncan Trussell was doing the. Uh, yeah. He had a dummy like Lil Bobo. Yeah, yeah. And would madness. And on Tuesday nights, it was like basically urban Duncan's sushi night. Duncan's a great hang, by the way. Dude, Amazing. The we best. need to get Duncan on the pod. By the way, we hung out with him over at the Mueller Show. So he's interesting. Such a, yeah, he's so interesting. Great wealth of knowledge. Has like really good perspective. And he's very also secure in the way he talks. Like you, you make very me realize generous this. energy too. Like he, he doesn't need to dominate the room. You know, <clears throat> good listener. He's he's a good hang. And he's good at like sticking the landing on his conversations. Like for me, I think what you see with me that a lot of people conflate with manic. If like if I feel myself going in a direction that I know is like not going to pay off in a way that's like I'm like Ugh, I'll pivot. You know what I mean? I'll be like, oh, let's kind of go this way. He can we do for the rest of the pod? Can you just keep going down that direction? Trust that. I, and trust that I we're do interested on my in podcast, it. but I think on other people's, I just try to like come in swinging and pop in because I think oh, we when, did that already. I know, but I think when you're on someone else's, like they're not tuning in for the guests, like they're tuning in for you guys and your reaction. I think to the it's guests, a combination. Yeah, yeah but, who, but but stop thinking about necessarily what they're going to think or what they're going to be interested in because I yeah. think the curiosity comes from like what the people that you're watching, right? So if we're genuinely curious about what you're saying, we want that information gap closed. Yeah, and you just run somewhere else with it. Now that you can't close that information, now I'm frustrated. I think because also I have this, like, before I answer a question, there's, like, usually a way I need to, like, set the table. Why? So it's, like, when you said about, like, the I love you thing, I'm like, well, the background is that I feel like love, that word was used in a very hypocritical way growing up. You know, it's like, it would be, but I love you. You would get hit. You, you know, your mom would forget to take you to school and it'd be like, but I love you. So you only heard I love you when things were bad. Ooh, so now you're a little bit concerned. So now that. when it's I love you, it's like, oh, what's, you know, so it's just like, I have, like, a Pavlovian response that I would have to rewire with EMDR or whatever, or it's also like, you know. Uh, it's hard, so yeah. <laughs> I have to take that shit out. Me, burn. golly. Is that, did you put it in your mouth? In yeah. your, like a. It's the nicotine it pouch. Gum, but it was just burning. But, oh, I thought it was a patch like, that you did as like a Oh, no. Yeah. All right, go on. Uh, and so, and it's also like in relationships, I've been in relationships with guys or, you know, that it turns into like, but I love you. And then it's love you, like, it, or, or it's, but I love you, I love it. It like, I love you turns into like, shut up. <laughs> 
It's basically like, I love you. I the situation. Yeah, I love you. I love you. Calm down. Be manipulated. Yeah. So it's just like, I think that, like, to me, it's just, I'm really big. It's the same thing with Louis did those jokes about, you know, the word hilarious. People would be like, that's hilarious. Like, when words have lost their value, we're wordsmiths. I know that's dorky, but like, when a word has lost its value, I always want to find a new one because it feels basic or something. Yeah. Like, you know, like it just sort of love feels a little bit like mainstream. I don't know. No, it's, I mean, it's a human thing. If yeah, love doesn't like, carry weight your whole life, yeah, it's I'm not like, going to carry weight to you Yeah, at and then you everyone else it. has their own experience with it. Like I did a joke about this. And, um, Who do you love? I, That's I've, a lie. I love. That's a human. I deeply love all my friends. I love you. Okay. I love... Everyone in my life. Who else? Everyone you've seen in my feed. Well, just say the thing, say the people you love. I love my, uh, Leslie. Who's Leslie? Who's my housekeeper? She's been with me for 16 years. Okay. I had a housekeeper before I had stop, any money. Stop, stop, stop. Who else do you love? <laughs> that was good. That was necessary. <laughs> Who else do you love? Yeah, I think that's important to know. Who else? Um, what are you digging for? And I'll give it to you. It's shocking, the lack of trust. I'm not digging for anything. I just want to go over the people that you love. Nikki Kenodia, my best friend from college. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Who else? Lizzie Goodman, my best friend from college. One of my best friends from college. Um, I mean, I can go on, but is this- Keep going on. I also love all the guys I've dated. Like, I have no, like, my. I still love my ex, Alex. Nick Curzon, my, I think you've met Nick. Um, one of my oldest friends ever. Um, like, all the men I've dated, I still really love. That's and have pretty, good relationships with. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, there's, if someone's like, like not in their ex. I'm like, you're the one that. Well, sometimes it's them. difficult. You know, a lot of times people yeah. handle rejection in different ways. And, yeah. And I imagine you've broken up with a lot of the people, so it's my, hard to not. But also, I was estranged from my sister for almost thirty years. Now you basically. guys are friends again. Eight. I mean, it's a kind of love that I like. I didn't even. So good. No existed. Yeah. And you think that's reciprocated a lot? Yeah. I mean, we've had like a lot of trauma. I mean, I've never even heard of this. Like, hold on, know, hold on, hold on. So there's all these people you love, and all these people love you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they don't want anything from you. They don't need anything from you. They just love you. You know, I I was thinking about this. That's pretty nice. Despite all the fucked up shit that you went through in your life, despite these fucked up relationships you grew up with. Couldn't be happier. No, no, not about happy. Despite all those things that could interrupt your ability to be loved and love people, you got a lot of people who love you. Well, I think that the key in my best friend, uh, Nikki- Don't explain it. Told me- don't explain it. If you're going to get your heart broken. Don't explain it. Just take it in. Just take it in. But I, I agree. Stop trying to but science it. what do you want it. me to say, though? Just Stop nothing. being a nerd with your Don't facts. Don't say anything. Just take it Don't in. Don't be a nerd it. with your facts. But hey. I'm going to say a quote that resonated with me. Yeah, by give some it a second. gay guy. Just give it a second. Just give a just We love you. Even if you just took a beat and loved. took it in. You love people. There's a lot of love over here. Everything's good. We're Christians on this podcast. But I'm. if I do too much eye contact, I will probably get do emotional. What? That's okay. That's okay to get emotional. No, I know, but you know. What would you get emotional? I, about? I go to Barstool Sports after this. You know what I mean? I can't have all well, the. You can deal with that. Melt the shellac. No, but what do you mean you would get emotional? <laughs> the cock in the ground is trying Don't to let her out of this. Don't let her out of this. What do you mean you would? No, get? I think it's like it's it's. I've been you know. Do you want me to cry? It's, I don't want you to cry. I, I, I want I to feel real emotions from you. If that's happiness, that's great. If it's sadness, that's yeah. great. If you're crying, like. I just want to, you know. Do you? Do you? As like, someone, can I? As please. someone who he definitely loves you, he talks about. Do you talk to me about years ago? I think he just wants to showcase the human you that he knows and loves. I think we can get so a, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Go, go, go. No, keep you go. Going. It's your I, thing. I just think that I don't know. I think that we can get so caught up, especially in our business, about like how we're perceived by a lot of times people we don't know, mm-hmm. and then lose sight of how we're perceived by the people that we do know and we care about. 
And then we maybe almost take that shit for granted. And I do that all the time. Maybe I'll come in, I'll be frustrated or whatever. And like, sometimes I like to take a second and be like, wow, man, like we got a bunch of guys that are working on this podcast that like have really fucking busy lives and their own relationships and everybody's coming in to work on this one thing so that we can all be successful. And they're like sacrificing, they're having time. Like we hung out for Alex's birthday on Friday and it was like so much fun to like celebrate someone else, right? We can get so focused on our own lives. It's so much fun to celebrate someone else, get drunk, be silly, make fun of each other. And it was just a great thing that we weren't filming it. We weren't making content. It was just guys hanging out and girl, shout out to Tanya, hanging out (laughs) and enjoying that. Check the box. And I think that that's, I don't know. I think it's really important that we get caught up in that and not necessarily what someone in the comments is going to say about you. I think that... um Love you, dude. I love you. And I think you, I think a lot of people sort of think this about me, maybe because of social media or something, but um, like right after my mom died, I had a, someone that was posting on my social media, like for me, and I kind of like forgot about it. I'm like grieving, like, you know, I take like a month, I'm totally off social media and mm-hmm. people start, Annie Letterman, Jesse May Peluso, Tim Dillon just show up at my house unannounced and they're like, we're worried about you. Oh, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we just were worried you're not processing the grief or something. Like, what do you, like, I'm editing the roast. I'm working. I'm reuniting with my sister. I rescued yeah. two more horses to do equine therapy. I'm like, totally like being the most person I've ever been. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm really feeling my feelings and, you know, uh, with the mom stuff, you know? And uh, so is it frustrating well, that they came? Well, also, by the way, have you ever seen ashes of a person? Mm. Dude, I found a button in her ashes. Yeah. What was it? What was it for? I'll show you the video. I don't know what it was. No one knows what it was. It, it, it was like a little, we were scooping the ashes, which by the way, ashes, it's not, they don't. They, stop, stop, stop. Come what? back, come back, come back. Don't do your ashes material. It's, uh, this isn't I just want to hear about, I want to hear about your friend. But I'm telling you, I'm grieving. House I'm doing everything I need to do. caring about you. That's what I want to hear about. Yeah, they show up, which by the it way. It was probably frustrating. And it they was were probably like, annoying. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. I was kind of like, because a lot of people were talking about that they were worried about me and, you know. What an awesome thing. I know. I agree. That people care. But. And they're willing to take time also, out of their busy days. But also invite days. me to dinner. <laughs> Just at, like call That's me. interesting. It's also, you invite me to dinner. Yeah. Also, it's like. You feel like there wasn't enough. No, it was just like, I think that people think I'm so busy all the time because of social media or something. Everyone's like, I know you're busy. I know you're busy. I'm like, I make time. I make my own schedule. Like, I can do whatever I want. So you felt like there wasn't enough personal connectivity. No, I think that that comics, like it's, you know, we're vampires. And I think that, you know, I'm the same way. I know. I, I, you said who came over. It was Annie, Annie, Tim, Tim, three of my dearest friends. Who else? Uh, Jesse May Peluso. I don't talk to Annie and, uh, and Jesse May regularly, but. But I talked to Tim, and I know Tim really cares about you. I love him to death. So just know that. I know. If he He's, took time out of his busy fucking schedule, mm-hmm. it's because he fucking cares. And we had a similar mom thing where you have this mom that's alive that sort of, you know, breaks her heart if she, you know, can't live with her, can't live without her kind of yeah. thing. So it meant so much to me that they Good. showed up. Good. And then I kind of was like, oh, am I giving off a vibe that I'm not available to hang and to, because I feel like I'm always like trying to get dinner. No, you're giving off a vibe that you're fucking falling apart because you bought two horses. Rescued. 
I'm not paying money for horses. I'm not like, what kind of Santa Barbara shit are you on? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Nightmare. I did look into the price yeah, of a horse. Upper crest <laughs> you can get them for here. cheap, these horses. Mm, no, you, I can like get them cheap for free. No, don't don't get a $1,400 horse. Either, either $200,000 or free. There's no in between on a horse. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's some fucking... Nice $1,400 horse. No, When no, I was no. up in Calgary, I was looking into no, it. The $1,400 horse is yeah. like a... It's the girl. I was gonna say a $1,400 horse is like a $3,500 car. What's wrong with that? It's fine. I'm just saying it's not gonna run. It'll get you there. Far. <laughs> Maybe. I'm gonna race the fucking thing, but you know, can I go walk around circles or whatever horses do? No, but I think I'm trying to ascertain <laughs> because I feel like I've, I'm better than I've ever been, and I think I also going off birth control. You get so I had so much energy, mm. and then after my spots at the comedy store, I used to go straight to my mom's nursing home and have to like. You know, do some gnarly shit every night. I think night. you're going through a lot, and I think it's really cool that you have friends that care about you enough to show up and just be like, hey, how are you feeling? Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. And I know in that moment, it's easy to reject it. You know, like, I know once I was- No, I was uh, just trying to understand how I'm perceived. Let me tell you a story. Okay. I remember we were doing this this uh, this Netflix special, and uh, I was really stressed out because there was a mistake in it, and I was taking Adderall. And I kind of yelled at everybody. And Mark called me later that night, and he was like, hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, I'm good. And I felt a little frustrated at first because I thought he was trying to manipulate me. I thought he was like, he was like hey, man. We Do just you think it makes you paranoid? No, no, no. I didn't understand it. He was like, hey, I just want to let you know we're, we're uh, you know, we care about you, and, and you're great, and, uh, you know, we love you, man, and, and I'm just checking in to make sure you're okay. And my first reaction is, he's trying to, like, manipulate me? What the fuck is going on? Like, what's go-? And then I realized, like, I'm reacting that way because I probably was feeling insecure because we were going to put this thing out and ultimately I was going to be judged for it, right? Mm -hmm. And it was really nice that a friend, when I was in a fucked up situation and I was projecting those insecurities that they came and just said, hey, man, thank you. You know, I didn't react that way in the moment, but I understood it later. So I guess what I'm saying is if you harbor any resentment for these friends coming to you, just know that they care and that's why they do it. Yeah, and I think that for me, it's like, as you get older, I think there's a way to care and you have to learn how to care properly with somebody. Everybody cares differently. Uh, totally. But and judge them by their intent. No, I. but I'm not, but I've already said that I'm not, you're like trying to push this thing that I'm mad I'm at them. Push I'm not mad at them. You said, call me for dinner. No, but I, but I just said, I was like, what's going on with us as a community that we stopped hanging out off camera too? So I think that a lot of- Dude, it's hard. Uh, but I think also a lot of comedy, like like Akash comedians- I have to like plan times to hang out. Yeah. Well, we have wives, we have worlds that we want to do Totally, things. I'm like, just saying we're in a very high risk profession. Yeah. And it used to be, I think the way that we stayed sane was having offline conversations in the, you know, in the green room, in the hallway. And now it's like, save it for the pod. Like we're monetizing all of our conversations like for public consumption, which is great. It's healing a lot of people, people love it. Can There's, I finish before you roll your eyes? Right, Can I finish before I you roll your eyes? So maybe it's more of an LA thing because of the number of comics that commit suicide, you know? And it's like after, this will make me cry, after losing Brody. Um, like, you know, I'm, I really check up on people hard. You know, even people that I know have been shitty to me or like talk shit about me. Cause I think that once you start gossiping about other comics, you're doing it to self-soothe. It's an addiction because you hate yourself. And if you're talking shit about me or if you hate me, whatever, 
then you hate yourself. There's something else going on. It is a problem on. that a lot of us do. That's really mature of you, though. You got to take the contrary action and just go. It's like if you, because I know how I feel about you, and I know how much I want to support you, and I know how much I care. So yeah. if you're turning on me, you're turning on yourself, and like we just have to hug harder. But with the pandemic, I mean, it was kind of wild that you know, because we are coworkers first and foremost. You know, I think you think comedians are your family. You feel I felt really close. I never had a family, so I made comedians my family. The pandemic happens, and you realize, oh, we're fucking strangers. Like we just talk because we're at work together. Like we have to. And I was just kind of like a little bit of a like naive. On my part, or oh, all the people, these people that fuck with me, like I can provide employment for them, or they want something from me, which is great, which is great. I love being used. Like, that's not being used. It's if I can provide, like, I mean, a big part of doing the OnlyFans roast is I just wanted to fucking employ comics. I wanted to employ yeah. writers, and they had so much money, you know, and I was able to pay comics a lot. I was able to hire like 30 comics as writers, yeah. New York and LA. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, comedy yeah. is just like, there's, as you were saying but before. But they're not using you. They're also doing a job. And they're good, providing want, their skills. And you are giving them an opportunity to provide that. Totally. 100%. And, and I, it's it's mutual exchange, transactional. Yes. But Absolutely. I know what it's like. And be, what a blessing to be able to do that for them. But That's I know awesome. what it's like to be yeah. coming up and like, want to send someone a packet or ask for a job. I don't like, yeah. I'm like, give me your packet. What are you doing right I now? Think I, you're really super I think you're really good about that. I think you're really good about that. Because yeah. if you're funny, like, you know, all these like bullshit, like, I mean, I don't even know what the fuck I would do if I was starting comedy now. Would you start TikTok? Would you be like, there's no middle ground. There's no like, and this is part of the reason I really want to work with OnlyFans TV. I want to break out like only comedy fans, like half hour specials, mm. like people that aren't you that can't, you know, necessarily do what you guys yet do what you guys do yet. But like half hours, 15 minutes, like just being able to put specials out somewhere for free. Like, what would you do? What are, people, are comics now waiting around to get on Fallon? Like, what the, like, oh, you put your content on? Online, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think you put your content online. I think there's a lot of avenues for you to put it online for free. But if it's only on your platform, like you have to rely on other people promoting you or getting on podcasts, it's like. Not really, but but I hear what you're saying. I think what's cool about the way that you're saying is that like there's a financial incentive. Like you can mm -hmm. put money in people's pockets and for their, for their hard earned comedy, yeah. et cetera. Like 100%. what I'm doing on OnlyFans for my profile, it's mine's instead of dirty photos and dirty videos, it's dirty jokes. Yeah. It's like jokes I kind of like if I were to tell other places, I, you know, I would like get in trouble or just like unnecessary like Twitter bullshit and like after every show in every city I do roast jokes about the city where yeah. I'll like go hard at the sports teams or whatever the fuck yeah. and uh, and then I put that on my OnlyFans profile yeah. and so it's like just jokes I can't do anywhere else so it's yeah. like comics could be making so much money doing that alright guys we're gonna take a break for a second alright because maybe there's somebody out there that uh, you know just like our boy Shifty got hit by a car car runs away okay maybe maybe the car you get hit by is a nicer car, okay? Maybe they hit you in a way where you could get some money out of it that you would absolutely deserve. Maybe you use Morgan & Morgan to make sure that you get the money that you could be entitled uh, to. Okay, Morgan and Morgan is America's largest injury firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. They have over $15 billion recovered for clients. Morgan and Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan and Morgan is so easy. It's more like using an app than hiring a lawyer, okay? With Morgan & Morgan, you can submit a claim without ever having to leave your couch. It's eight clicks or less. You submit a claim to Morgan & Morgan and 
Their fee is free unless you win. Think about that. Nothing to lose. So if you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. Okay? For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash flagrant or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash flagrant or pound law, pound 529 from your cell. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second because balding is a choice. That's right. If you're sitting at home scratching your stupid bald head, just know you made a choice, okay? Now, if you look at yourself and maybe your shit is thinning a little bit, why don't you put a stop to it right now? You put a stop to it right now with Keeps. Keep your hair with Keeps. It's very simple. With Keeps, you can get the quality expert care without ever visiting a doctor's office or pharmacy. Easily subscribe to Keeps and get refill reminders so you'll never roll up, run low on the products that you have. I'm telling you, okay? I'm telling you, look at this mane I have right here. Over a decade, rocking with it, lovely. It's a choice now, boys and girls. It is a choice, all right? If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, you go to keeps.com slash flagrant to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash flagrant to get your first month for free. keeps.com slash flagrant, but act now because treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you better act fast. Now let's get back to the show. Like I love dick pics. Like they're so, cause I love, I'm obsessed with people's um, bathrooms and like dick pics. Uh, like I love to be like, Irish Spring has a shower. Yeah. Like I like to look in the background. Shower curtain. Yeah. I love to look in the backgrounds of dick pics. It's like you learn so much. Yeah. It's like, cause guys don't think about their backgrounds and you yeah. get a lot. Like do you, you ever, it's so many dick pics. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I see a lot of bathrooms I, Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's like a home tour for me. Do you ever, when you're yeah. on a plane. That's good when you send Whitney a dick pic. She's like, who's your contractor? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever walk up and down a, a plane to see what everybody's watching? No. That's like my number one way to uh, just that like. that is kind of fun. Just and, be like, yeah. what's going on in Guys, what are people actually? I'm normally watching? sitting in the back, so I get a pretty good vantage point. Unlike you, <laughs> you have to actually trek all the way back there where See, I'm have sitting. You flying Rosa Parks? <laughs> yeah, basically. But so I'll walk up and down because it's like, you know, we delude ourselves into being like, everybody watches Succession, everybody watches this show and this show, and then you walk up and down. Like, you know, fucking spirit. It's just friends, friends, yeah. you know, what is it? Fucking Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. all sort of like that kind of shit. And you're like, so then, oh. So you had these like great intimate relationships, friendships with, with comics. And then something happened where you felt like... It wasn't as re not with the guys you mentioned, but maybe with other people where it was it wasn't as pure familiar. or familial as, as you I thought. I think that it's such a um, you're not the only person to bring this up to me. That's, yeah, no, no. I, I think that, that there's such a deep scarcity complex. I think the type of pe person that uh, attracts to comedy is already going to be very competitive. I also have a theory that like I break down people in my life from people that played team sports and people that didn't. But don't talk about that. Just I know, but I'm just saying like I can like the people that didn't don't play team sports. It's like me versus you all the time. Where I always see it as a team. I think you see it as a team. You all rise like the ships rise together. Rogan sees everything as a team. I asked Rogan about it. And I was like, where, where did this come from? Because you're like a deeply competitive dude. Mm -hmm. Like, deeply competitive dude. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, well, why are you so like supportive of everybody? <laughs> well, like, it's also there's an arrogance in knowing, like, I know none of these motherfuckers are going to eclipse me. <laughs> okay, maybe... <laughs> Bert Kreischer, I, I think I can give him a platform. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> but maybe, but maybe, maybe I, it's, I don't know, someone else 
Do you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. it's not that. Like I, I don't. Know. So I asked him, and he was like, "Yeah, it's all martial arts." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "We're like doing jujitsu, and like mm-hmm. a guy is trying to literally choke me out. He's trying to stop me from breathing, yeah. and he's my teammate." And he's gonna help me get better at this. Uh, and he's like, yeah, if I didn't have that background to understand that like everybody can be, be- get better yeah. while also competing with one another. Because I think a lot of times people who are in very competitive industries, they think like, oh, I have to s- silence that person, stop that person. Mm-hmm. You saw this happen in Hollywood a lot where it's just like, oh, this person fucked me over. Well, no, they get nothing. Mm-hmm. And the reality doesn't have to be like that. You've seen like the success of like Drake in hip hop where he basically yeah. puts on every other person that could be competitive with him. He's right, like, right, right. I want to put them on. I'm going to show up at their kind. He just shows up at the Dreamville Fest the other day yeah, yeah. and people are talking about how fucking amazing it is. So yeah, instead yeah. of being like jealous and hateful, Drake has a con- concert coming up soon. Sure. He's like, yo, let me go show love at this place. And uh, it, it, the people that tend to do that happen, happen to have the most success. So do you think that Rogan, like, on some level, it's like he needs a sparring partner? So, like, that's why he wants to have, I like, good people on? I just he doesn't see it as— There's only one spot. It's just making There's only better. one yeah, spot. Yeah. I just—I think he goes, okay, everybody—there can be more than one black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. There can be more than one black belt in comedy. Also, like, this is someone—John Mayer said this once to me, and I, it stuck with me. He was like, you are you freeze at the age you become famous. And like, I don't know if that's true or not. It doesn't matter. They say that about molestation. Sure. Um, I was wearing this when I got molested. <laughs> that is a weird coincidence. Um, and I, that's... Odd. No, but that's why you got like the little girl voices and a lot of these like porn stars and shit like that. They went through something horribly traumatic. Well, at, like, it's also 14. a big thing on this is part of the reason that when like people get like gnarly plastic surgery, women mm-hmm. especially, a lot of times they're trying to change the face of the person that got molested. So oh. they look in the mirror and it's not the same person. Oh. Also, people with a like big, cl- big clinical obesity is another way being like clinically yeah. obese, yeah, protecting yourself that. from, you know, being sexual in any way. Anorexia also, you kind of want to like but anyway, be invisible. You, but what you were saying? Um, about uh, sort of the scarcity complex in comedy. No, John Mayer. Oh, John Mayer, that you freeze the HR, the, you become famous. And Neil Brennan, I was talking about this with him once, because Neil Brennan, there was a time where he would wear, um, we were writing a movie together, and he would wear like, he, was, he would wear like jeans, and then like a t-shirt and a hoodie and the t-shirt and the hoodie always ha- like matched. It was like orange and purple or like yellow and blue. And this like makes me love Neil so much. I was like, how do you like pick like what colors go with what? And he was like, he went team colors. <laughs> like all team colors match. And yeah. I was like, I guess that's true. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like that's Charlotte Hornets. Like, you know, but I, he wore, wore the same thing and we talk about it. And he was like, oh yeah, I think I froze like when Chappelle, this is what I, exactly what I wore when Chappelle show got big. Yeah. And you kind of go, this worked. Whatever was wor- happened when you got a big success. And so also Rogan, like, he got so successful doing whatever that is, so why change it? Mm. Like, even if you don't even know why, just keep doing the thing that made you that successful. Unless you're Ellen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ellen completely flipped it. I do think you need to keep evolving with your success. I think that that's how you have, like, that incredibly uh, profound lifetime career. Like, say what you want about, like, the, the Beatles. I'm not even the biggest Beatles I fan. I do not. Dude, the only good song is when Yoko came on, I'm telling you. The word okay. Christmas. Hot take. I, <laughs> take. I, dude, the Beatles suck. It's music for kids. Atrocious take. Okay. Is, I, okay, let, let's assume. Nightmare. Let's Everybody's assume. starting to shit on the Beatles Our now. Our house is like, a, like, what the fuck that's are you not, saying? I don't know if that's a Beatles song. I loved it. <laughs> I 
that. Yellow yeah. submarine. Yeah. It's yeah. like We've been magic school this about bus the Beatles shit. Forever. It's okay, corny. My, I, you can also use Jay Z. There's there's different people whose <laughs> comedy or music or whatever it is have evolved, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at a guy like Pryor. You look at a guy like Carlin, right? Mm-hmm. Like they could have done that like cookie cutter clean stuff because they had success with it, and mm-hmm. they continue to evolve and change. Right. And I think that's how you have longevity in the career. You were talking about it earlier, and I think that this often does happen in comedy. Is like you can do an impression of yourself, mm-hmm. and that's I think where you get stunted. Right. So it's it's ballsy thing to kind of reflect on where your life is and then, you know, have that comedy also. But then when you have fans that expect a certain thing, it's like, you know, Dane Cook, I think there were a lot of things that contributed to that sort of going sideways, but I I opened for him for a couple times. I remember we were in Sunrise, Florida, like 40,000 seat arena. Like it was so, I had to like, leave the the screaming people were holding up posters yeah like young, teenagers whatever they were holding things they had it yeah. was not once in a generation it was like a rock show it was yeah. not like a comedy show i was like so loud and yeah. then you know he was doing such physical stuff and the cashew and then his brother stole from him mm-hmm. still have questions about that um and uh his Parents, I guess, died. And then I saw him at the improv one night and he was like trying like darker shit, you know? And like he, was, he was doing something that was like about having an ab- abortion joke that was like really funny, Good. but it was just coming from him. And it was and, like- And if your fans really fuck with you and they're really interested in you, they'll they be trust in to you, see that. They're going to be interested in this life change. But don't you think it didn't really take- well, didn't, I, I don't know. I can't say. Yeah. I think only Dan can speak on that because I don't know how he's I think they on. wanted that like energy, that like super physical comedy. I think that's you what people signed up sure for. sure the new version- of whatever you're doing is even hotter. Because don't you than think sometimes, like, still authentic and this still authentic is, and pure? Because people are going to gravitate to the authenticity. I, I mean, also, like, this is why I want to go back to half hours. So big that there was, it was he got big to a point where everybody's just going to drag him down. Like, you can't get that big yep. without upsetting a lot of people. Yeah, and, that is, and they're going to try. Which their is best like to Neil Brennan said once. He said to me once, he was like, uh, "If I wanted to, if I was going to be a comedy manager, I would just walk into comedy clubs and sign whoever the comedians hated." <laughs> 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 like, who do you hate? Signing them. That's but it funny. was also like he was also so self-generating. Like, it wasn't yeah. cool to be self-generating. Now. Like, it was. Yeah. It's cool that you're self-generating. Like, yeah. taking yeah. matters in your own hands. Like, hustling back yeah. then. Like, like MySpacing people all day was kind of like corny. Like, comics sat around and smoked yeah. pot all day, and the idea is you're. Just this genius. I think trying. Well, I think one of the cool things that I'm seeing now in, in comedy is that like comedians are into trying. Trying hard is not lame. I mean, when I started, everyone's like, "You're trying so hard was lame." Yeah, they're like, but that's because networks. It's like. We, well, no, trying hard was lame because there was an opportunity where you didn't have to try hard at anything except the art. Like, yeah. you could just go do whatever you want, and then there's going to be an exec who's like, we're going to make you a star. And then yeah. it kind of worked for some people. Yeah, yeah. And I think a cool transition right now, and I think one of the reasons why we're in, like, a comedy boom is because mm-hmm. comedy can be more authentic because com- comedians are trying. Yeah. Like, they're trying, and, and they're also, creating the art they want to make. I also think comedians, like, like— Every now and then, I get my ass handed to me when I see a meme made by someone that's not a comic. Yeah, you're like, wait, people are fucking funny. Yo, people dude. are funny. We gotta step we it up. We think we're the only dude. funny people. We're not. The, no, dude, the internet is way funnier than all of us. Dude, we just happen to have the yeah. delusional confidence to go up on stage. Like when I see like like Bill <laughs> yeah. from accounting just like made this meme. I'm yes. like, dude, you're not gonna make a career out of this. They're like, no, no I'm not. In, no, I'm not there nuts. are tons of absolutely hilarious people out there, and now they all have access for their. I so guess then I go comedy like, talents and they're going to put it up there and it's going to succeed. And you can find yeah. comedy whenever you want. So like to me, when I do shows now, I'm like, what can I offer that? And I think that's part of why 
you know, in the roast, I decided to go for that emotional vulnerable moment. Cause I was like, like everybody's gonna be doing these roast jokes. You guys jokes. know I can do jokes. I've done yeah. them before. You know, I can get laughs. I'm also the boss of this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can give myself the best set. I'm also not gonna be like the person that like produces a roast and then has all the fucking haymakers like hitting it. Like mm-hmm. my friends showed up, I paid that. Like I'm not gonna embarrass them. I'm gonna try to embarrass myself or do something kind of experimental. It could totally bomb. Mm. And that might've, that might make people really uncomfortable. But I, same thing with the robot. I was like at the point where I was like, okay, I can get laughs. I can get a applause break, I can get a standing ovation, but like, can I get like a, like I want to give people something like memorable, you know, and a feeling that they wouldn't normally feel in comedy. And then I think a lot of times in specials and shows, it just turns into this monotonous, ha 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 ha. And you're kind of laughing because you've been trained to laugh like Pavlovian. So I wanted to break that up mm-hmm. and see if I could still earn laughs after it. You know, it's like watching Bill Burr go on. Um, he'll go on in the OR and he'll like come out with some just wild shit just to put himself in a hole mm. so he can dig himself out of it, mm. you know? And when he came out, this was like years ago, he's like, so Kanye, it was something like, he's like, I think we can all agree that black people and white people are different. Like just something that like, ooh, everything like let me finish. You know, it's all like let me finish, but he like was in such a hole and watching himself dig out dig out of it. I'm like, yeah. that's how you stay great and don't plateau. 100 percent You have to also do comedy for people that aren't your fans. So yes. my next tour, I just want to like pop on, on other people's tours or something, featuring and stuff to like yeah. see, because if it's only your fans, it becomes a rally. 100 percent You know? No, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think that when you're working the act it shouldn't only be in front of your fans. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you get it undeniable and strong. Obviously that becomes more difficult as you become more famous, right? Yeah. Because everybody's familiar. Chris Rock, everybody knows who he is. The Dave Chabot, everybody knows who. But I think like working and sculpting the act. And then I think when you tour, you shouldn't hope your fans don't come out. Right, I think right. that's the greatest privilege. No, I think privilege it's just like getting, get, getting good, like the store, just showing up. Like I always want to put my name on, like, you know, but to just show up and, I think it's a balance it of both. To earn. I think we have. I was talking to somebody about this uh, yesterday. A hilarious comic. His name is Daniel Simonson. It's brilliant. This kid is. So is he funny. in New York? He's in New York. He's originally from Norway. He is so Whoa. funny. I think he has a residency at uh, like the St. Mark's Theater in New York. But go check it out. He's just so funny. Anyway, residencies are fascinating to me. Yeah. So he's like. So he was like. Uh, I noticed that you put your name on the lineup at the cellar. And because um, there's certain people who will use like an alias mm-hmm. or whatever like that. And some people have to for, they have like stalkers and specific things like that. Okay, no one's, as you said. No, some people. I have stalkers too. Some people, no, no, no. Like it's it's probably been an issue. If you can't beat up your own stalker, you don't deserve to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but I told him, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like, you, you got to also give back to the clubs. Like yeah. for years, That's exactly it. you perform at the clubs, you take the stage time. That's right. And they invest in you. That's right. And then if you get to the point where you can't also invest in them That's or right. you can get invest in them and then you go, oh, no, don't put it up there. Yeah. I don't know. Now, that being said, you can balance it. Yeah. But like I'd look at the lineups in LA. I'd see Bill Burr on the lineup, That's Sebastian right. on the lineup, yeah. you're on the lineup, Rogan's on the lineup. They put their names on there. Always. I'm not going to go. It's a punk ass move, I think, to not. That's just my personal opinion. I think we owe it to the clubs because yeah. they you're let even, us By the way, you're even safer if there's proof of where you are. No one's going to kill you. You're worried about kidnapping and well, that it's kind also, of stuff. No, I'm not at all. We're it's like Gavin DeBecker, the book, The Gift of Fear Will Change Your Life. Anyone that gives you, no one that's actually going to kill you is going to give you a heads up. So if someone's like death threats, yeah. it's the safest thing this you can This never get. comes in my mind what, yeah. whatsoever, the death threats thing. Yeah. But I do agree with you. It's like working the act in front of people who are like surprised. They don't it's know. It's like like when I, like I think like there was a time where at the store, Joey Diaz was going up every Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And I would follow Joey Diaz and everyone would be there to see him in the main room. And I would literally like 
have to stretch like before, like yeah. that was, cause everyone was there to see him. He would destroy, the building would be shaking. shaking yeah. And then you'd go out and you'd have to re, and every night I'd have to wait longer and longer to start. I'd have to, you just let, you have to let Dude. everyone just miss him, process, like reset the energy. Sebastian would do, also I'd watch him follow Joey Diaz, motherfucker would just pace like a panther. Like yeah. he would just be like, I'm not speaking until you guys are done missing Settle. him. Yeah, uh -huh. there's a- Because there's no host at the comedy store also, course, so there's no one resetting the energy. There's a- uh, Which I love that Rogan's Club doesn't have hosts too. That's, yeah, they're in a- uh, And that's maybe also real quick, yeah. shit. This is making me realize how I might have gotten hoodwinked and thinking that I was closer to comics than I thought is because when you bring on other comics, yeah. like this next comic, good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my greatest friend. Yeah. She's one of my best friends. And I'm like, really? Tony, is a, he has a funny <laughs> name for his uh, for his show that he was doing at the uh, Comedy Mothership. He calls it Tony Hinchcliffe and his current friends. <laughs> I have, my, my Comedy Mothership next week is uh, Whitney Cummings and I told them to put friends in quotes. Friends in quotes. <laughs> no, but I, I remember going up and when I was uh, younger in comedy, when I just got past the cellar going up after a tell. And like I really learned that there's like just levels to the game because he was just operating on so many different levels. It was like great jokes, crowd work, mm. personality, like all these things were happening seamlessly. And then I would go up and I'd be like, what's going on here? Like, mm -hmm. I, I have jokes. Like, why is this not kind of connecting? And it really forced me to learn how to like develop that connection. So I don't know. I think we embrace those things. It's but also like, Atel has, has, he did one thing on Rogan that reminded me sort of our job as comedians. And I think that a lot of us forget sometimes that it's our job to surprise. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, surprise, surprise. Like the idea yeah. is you're taken one way. How am I going to surprise you? And what I love about what, you know, Sebastian does is he'll go, he'll say a, a, some, a premise about something. He'll say like, for example, like I remember one time he was in the OR and he was like, uh, anyone here have a Blu-ray? And he just holds. Yeah. And then people already start laughing because they already have their own experience with a blue. Some don't, they try to, oh, they try to work it. Yeah. So they're already like, I have a funny thing about a Blu-ray. And then he's got his thing, which is a killer. Like he's obviously yeah. got a better joke than them. So you get yeah. two for the price of one. Yeah. They get to participate in what their punchline is. And then he gives the next punchline, you know? Um, where, where am I going with this? Do you know? Talking about operating on all cylinders. Yeah. And no. the people Falling that are grades. at the most elite. Something you learn from a tell on Rogan. <laughs> okay. So uh, I think that I'm watching a lot of comedy, thank you, that is like kind of, oh, feels like it's a similar chat GPT, meta, TikTok, like the same references over and over again. And if you're on a book show, mm -hmm. by the time the audience, you know, four comics in has already heard ChatGPT seven times, you know, abortion, Texas. It's our job to like have these like esoteric references. And to me, I want to be the drug dealer of nostalgia. I want to be like Santa Claus with some like unsurprised shit, right? So that's part of the reason I wanted to make Roseanne. Like that nostalgia drug, like that, <gasps> like this Lisa Frank shit. Like when people see Lisa Frank, like, <gasps> like what brands can do that for people, yeah. you know? To yeah. just like that instant and what references, which is why I'm trying to like really take time to like read more. I know that sounds like no. stupid, but truly read. The information you have comic, in your head will define your jokes. But it's also about our like references, the words that we use and being so specific about it. So um, Atel was on Rogan and uh, you know, he's just funny even when he's not trying to be funny. And he said something about the outdoor dining in New York. And Rogan was like, why is there still outdoor dining in New York? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I went in one of those outdoor dining things. I felt like I was in a manger. It's funny. Perfect word. Yeah, it's like yeah. manger. Like it's this. It's like the yeah. perfect way to describe it. I'd heard a lot of people do outdoor dining jokes. It's like yeah. that simple. It's like a fucking manger. Like yeah. you know. So it's like a word that like 
wasn't in the rotation necessarily, and you have to yeah. make sure certain references are in the rotation so you can get that perfect cut, like whether it's like, you know, like uh, at Michael's or, you know what I mean, the yeah. Delia's catalog, like these little references that make people go like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. And it like lights them up and unifies people because I think as comics, like we try to divide sometimes, but unifying a crowd with some universal reference, slap bracelet. Princess Diana Beanie Baby, whatever it is, like those deep cuts, yeah. I feel like masterfully working in those like references elegantly. Yeah. Really, and also when you go from town to town, changing them and catering them to the town. Mm. So it's like I've started going, oh, it's my responsibility now that I've been to this city seven times. I'm gonna go in a day early instead of flying the day of and blah, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna like have dinner at the restaurant everyone tells me to go to and I'm like really Learn cater. About the city. Yeah, yeah, and really cater the show because I've been to every city, but I haven't really enjoyed any. You don't cities. do anything in the city. Yeah. yeah. You know, and cities, like it's weird. Like since the pandemic, I feel like cities are more unique or something like it used to kind of be like everyone's got a Maggiano's ever like every city kind of felt the same but now in the pandemic there's some like city pride thing that feels like it's deepened mm -hmm. and like I mean just from being there there's a lot more like you know I don't know it just feels like the people from Cincinnati are like really everyone's from Cincinnati now hmm. whereas it used to be like ah, I you know there's more city no pride. one can afford to leave the city anymore so they yeah. had to commit uh, yeah they're like they're lifers they're lifers yeah, now yeah. or something but there was just I think city pride that came out with mm -hmm. the trauma bonding of the pandemic right. or something the isolationism yeah like, they're becoming tourists in their own town probably totally and like the trauma bond like I just feel like the if you make fun of the local mayor about the mask thing everyone's like fuck like everyone's kind of like bonded in like an odd way yeah well you know? they had a group experience did you find after the pandemic there were a lot of fights in your crowds? I had fights almost every show. Really? Breaking out, yeah. What kind of fights? Like Just like fucking, I have a video from uh, the Dallas show at the Majestic. Like, I think it was just people were, you know, like so tense, shoulder to shoulder, exhaling droplets on each other. And there was still like a... Anxiety. It was at the, at the places that didn't have masks. People I just, remember doing shows <laughs> during the pandemic at like 25% capacity or whatever. And those Ugh. were fucking nightmares. Nightmare. And it was election time, and the election felt so high stakes. The audiences were no fun. Everything yeah. felt like this. We shouldn't be joking about this. Yeah. And it was already they're too far apart to really let a contagious laugh happen. Comedy during the pandemic was the fucking worst. But don't you feel like whatever this cancel culture of charade, whatever people talk about, has been like the best thing for comedy? Yes. Like I feel like there's tension again. There's eggshells on the ground. Well, I feel like I feel like it's done. Well, I don't think I just I, it's been a good thing for comedy. Oh no, it was a great thing for comedy. You know, for sure. But I feel like now it's it's done. Like now comedy is going to get really weird and like meta. Well, I just feel like it was impossible to shock anyone four here's years the, ago. Here's the best way to look at it, and I'll give Ronnie Chang credit for this. He, uh, he said something like this. It was like, uh, comedians, we make fun of institutions. Sometimes comedy gets so big it becomes an institution, mm -hmm. and then comedians start to make fun of it. And that's what meta comedy is, essentially. Yeah. It's like making fun of comedy. But comedy needs to be so popular yeah. in order for there to be comics to make fun of it. When comedy yeah. isn't that popular, you yeah. can't even make the joke about yeah. corny comedy because people are unfamiliar with yeah, yeah, what yeah, corny yeah. comedy is. Yeah. They don't know what hacky comedy is. They don't know yeah. any of these things. So now that comedy is in this like absolute boom, never been a, this big ever in yeah. history. And there comedy will be in America is not that old. Comedy. I mean, it's like stand-up comedy in America yeah. is like. I mean, the biggest it probably got was like the 80s. The 80s this. I heard was crazy. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I want to like do some shows in the Catskills. 
Yeah. How come we never? Like, I feel like there's like Catskills not a lot of gigs there. Popping again. Really? So the Catskills were this place where like the Borscht Belt comedy lived. Dirty like Dancing was set there. Like yeah. it was like well, Jews weren't allowed to do comedy in New York country clubs, so yeah. they were like forced to go out to the Catskills. Yeah. But like, why don't we? Do that? That's like a tradition that I feel like we should. I don't know. Or not. I mean, it has to pay well. Probably right. <laughs> you guys have to have a lot of cash. But it's like weird that we don't do that. Yeah. yeah. But like Vegas, Atlantic City plays. That always feels like. You know, but it's also like comedy's gotten so popular. Like, it's interesting to see like how this fascination with female comedians, you know, like the show's Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Hacks, but it's like they love the idea of talking about female comics, but no female comedians are involved. <laughs> They're like, we don't actually want them in the writers. I mean, not that I would want to be, you know, but why not hire a couple female comics? No, Marvel, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel had a writer. Esther Steinberg, I think, was a writer. Oh, okay, I'm pretty that's sure. Good. I'm that's pretty good. sure. That's and good. then I think the girl in Hacks that's not a comic in the show, I think is Oh, a comic. yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, Lorraine Newman's daughter is the uh, is the younger girl. But it, I guess it kind of like, I mean, and look, I have comic brains, so I'm always going to look for the crack or the like yeah. devil's, advocate, devil's advocate. But the idea that the show Hacks, it's like, what would be a believable story about a famous female comedian who has a Vegas residency? She's in her 60s. Like, she can't write jokes. <laughs> that... that can't write jokes. Nice. Oh, is that the story? <laughs> Needs a writer. Yeah. Like, uh, is that the? Are we known for having people just write our jokes for us? Wait, is that the story? Of yeah, that? it's like she like is becoming. She got stale. I think she got stale and is like uh, having someone. I just don't think anyone can write jokes for other people. I used to do it when I first started. Yeah. For a couple comics that I that were kind of very like, you know, I don't know, hokey in a way. But yeah. when I hear comics have writers, I'm like, how could? Like, I can brainstorm with people, yeah. but yeah. the idea that someone's like, here's a joke, and you just do it. Well, it can't like, be pure. It can't be authentic. So bizarre. Like, why would you? There's no point of doing comedy. I feel like that's going to happen a lot more now because uh, comedy's more, it's like the DJ now. You know how every celebrity was becoming a DJ? Yeah. Now I feel yeah, like yeah. every Instagram influencer is becoming a uh, comic. Yeah. So it's like the way to monetize your internet fame. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. funny online. So now writers are going to get Exactly. So your agent is going to come go, hey, why don't you do a tour? Yeah. And then we'll get these writers to write you enough jokes where people can come out and see you. Well, a lot of these people. Cause but like, then they go watch and it's like. Oh, this isn't real comedy. And this is what happens a lot of times to like the the internet comedians. I mean, we're all internet comedians, but the ones who don't do stand up is like they go get they make some money one time around. Yeah. And then that second tour. It's basically a big meet and greet. Doesn't look the same. They just got exactly. like they do ten minutes and then photos, but that's exactly right. They'll come yeah. once, but they're not gonna the idea with us is that you come and then next year you bring back five of your friends and the next exactly. year it's a family reunion. And that puts the onus on us to write a show that they gotta tell people about. Or that they go like when when this person is in town, like because you know, you I also wanted go. to work with yeah. I wanted to work uh, IMAX, uh, they, they're the what the viewers want the most with IMAX is comedy. Mm. And I was talking to the uh, Megan mm. Roybal, the head of IMAX, and I was like, "Yeah, why don't we all do like five minutes on each city, mm. whatever? And like, there's an IMAX that'll play like all of us of when we're coming to their town. Mm. When you're at, you know, in Cincinnati, you'll do five minutes on Cincinnati, but I get paid, put it in this IMAX thing, they can come see it on Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. It promotes everyone's shows. Like, there's just so much like." I don't think people want to go see comedy in the theaters. Yeah, I mean, it's the IMAX. I think they want to watch it at home. I think the, the only things did you that see people the 3D will, I'll thing? just keep saying it. I, think the, <laughs> I know, I, we both, I was like. The only things that people will watch in the theaters in the near future will be big, like Avatar, Maverick type films, big action. Uh, Marvel. And then horror Mm -hmm. They'll see those two. I think at home, rom-coms, you will never be in a movie theater ever again no. or successful in one. Do and I remember? think they will watch 
weird stuff that they've never seen before. So for example, experimental film, like uh, everything, everywhere, everywhere, once or whatever, that type of film is just so like unexplainable that you go, oh, this is experiential in its own way. And this is the only way I can see it. So I'll watch it there. But the traditional rom-com, like- I don't fully agree because I think there are theaters popping up. Sorry to interrupt. There are theaters popping up that cater to those movies. Like an iPick- you, it's great for a date night. You just have your little pod with your girl. I think that's the thing. Everyone will always need somewhere to go on a date. But yeah. the numbers for the rom-coms, like they've anytime been low, they though. go, go they've into theaters, low. they've been low. But then exactly. So it's like what's been doing well in theaters? Horror, big, big budget mm-hmm. action. Yep. That's it. But that's yeah, also I because, that's big, but that's also, remember, like for me, movies were a babysitter. Like my aunt would drop me off, you'd go to the movies and you'd walk around the mall. It yeah. was like Adam Sandler was our babysitter. You yeah. know, it was like, it was not so. But look much. where Adam Sandler stuff is now mm-hmm. streaming. Yeah. Because but they the, did the, the genre of film works mm-hmm. for streaming. Do you Sorry. remember when Kevin Hart released a special in the theater? Yeah, I was remember just, that? that's oh, what I was that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that I was did like, well. How did that, yeah, that did well. I was like 15 years ago, bro. It was a long time ago. But let me ask you something. If your fans- uh, 13 years ago. Your fans come when we out. we went out to the theater yeah. for that. Uh, now going out to the theater for, like I think comedies can be the biggest streaming movie in the world mm-hmm. if it can, as long as it's easy access. Yeah. But like putting on pants and getting a babysitter yep, yep, to yep, see yep. the same storyline with different actors Don't get in it. babysitters. That's how I got molested. <laughs> to take your kid to the movie. Don't put that on Adam Sandler. I'm telling you. <laughs> Come on, he's a nice guy. Yeah, so it's like, like, and Adam, I think, did a great job. His movie's absolutely crushed on Netflix. He just put the new one out with Jennifer Aniston, which yeah. I think is like Murder Mystery, Murder Mystery, Mystery 2. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, those are gonna Killers. kill. Killers. That, that movie with the, uh, about the gay rom-com, what is it called? Billy Eichner's. It yeah. was, by the way, hilarious. Okay, so that movie, I didn't see it. So if it is good. But he kind of turned it into homework. He turned it into like, like if you don't go see this, you're homophobic. And people are okay. like, don't make it, don't okay, okay. yell at me. The point is, if that's streaming, it does so much better. Mm-hmm. The fact that you gotta buy that, like, even if you're a straight dude, you gotta walk up to the thing. Can I get two to the gay movie? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's already a barrier of entry, right? There's a long ass line. You bros, got your fucking, bros, yeah. you're, 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 you're like gym coach or whatever is too bad. Oh, what are you going to see? Oh, Maverick, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Maverick. You know what I mean? So it's like, but put but that I mean, online. Top Gun is like, Maverick is so much gayer than Bros. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Also, dude, you guys are worried about me. You, why does Val Kilmer look like a nutcracker, dude? Because <laughs> he's dying. He of went cancer? to fucking like Sager's gum guy. Dude, he's done. He's actually dying. Did you see the documentary about him though? There's a documentary about yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's yeah, yeah. like using the box to do the shit. It's like he didn't really speak in the movie. No, I That's mean- That's all CGI. Yeah. He can't speak. No, there's a documentary about him that yeah. no one will talk about that is devastating. Really? It's just like him, and it, which the fir- actually the first Hollywood party I ever went to was at Val Kilmer's house randomly. Really? And I had just, I was very Were poor. Were you the nutcracker there? I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I had just gotten this pair of pants from Victoria's Secret Catalog, hey. not, not known for their high quality. I- before I was like, like did stand up. Like before you did stand up, did you do things supported that supported like, Epstein's Island? By the way, there who? you go, uh, Les uh, Wexner. Val Kilmer did. No, you by wearing Victoria's Secret. Les Wexner. Oh, Les Wexner is the only client of Epstein, and he has made. Oh, money. that's right. There were a lot of secrets. If not Victoria had a bunch, <laughs> but there were a lot more. And um, Victoria's twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I uh, uh, went into his house. It was like I don't know. The guy, people just had parties. Like before Me Too, you could just have like. 
20-year-olds in your house, like no one gave a shit, like no one worried about lawsuits. I don't even know why the fuck I was in there because like had he looked at me sideways, I would have been like settlement. Like I was the bitch that would have like yeah. needed to do something desperate. But like, do you have anything that before you became a comedian scratched that itch in other ways? Like I was like a f- always the funny dancer on the dance floor. Yeah. Interesting. I was like funny dance. For- <laughs> now you won't catch me dancing at all. I already get to yeah. get my attention. You had an like, outlet though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like funny dancer. So I was like Val Kilmer's house. I'm like, I gotta be a funny dancer. <laughs> and rich people, dude, they their houses are all like so slick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it was just like a marble. Pristine. Yeah. So I just, I do like a go down to try to be funny, whatever, and uh, rip my pants wide open. I'm wearing a red thong, so it kind of just looks like I have a bloody ass. <laughs> like, it's just like a bad news. And I just beelined into Val Kilmer's closet and oh, took wow. a shirt and just wrapped it around my mm. waist. And it was like some, it was like a purple, like Hugo Boss shirt. Like, every guy has that, like, Lilac shirt. You didn't go home. No, I didn't have a car. I was with like a group of people. Oh, okay. I, that would have been a good idea. Yeah, yeah. She had you another know? song coming up. She had, I was she had in a Hollywood party. Up. I was home, uh. as far as I was concerned. <laughs> that was the most loving family environment I've ever been in. And I put it around my waist, and it was like a very obviously like like shirt you would notice that. And then he starts talking to me, and I'm wearing his shirt around my waist, and I'm like, is he gonna? Fucking notice that I took one of his shirts. It just and it never did. And then I sold it at Buffalo Exchange. I made like forty dollars. Wow. When I had no money, I used to sell people's clothes. Hollywood bling ring. I was I know. I was really good friends with um Sean Lennon. I was in an acting class with him, and we were like good friends, and he would stay at my house sometimes, and he would leave shirts there that were like like Duran Duran, like John Lennon, like shirts, and I would take them to Buffalo Exchange and no. sell them. There's and some I, hipster wearing an authentic John they Lennon knew tee right, right now. Away what it was, and like I would be able to get like eighty bucks, and he'd be like, wow. "You see my shirt?" And I'd be like, "I haven't. Damn. I don't know. I've told him since." Jeez, what's your what are your thoughts on Nepo babies? I mean, look, I... She just said she was good friends with Sean Lennon. What the fuck you want her to say? From who? No, I come from... I don't. She come knows from all of them. Well, it's but it's also like <laughs> I'm the opposite because it's like Michael Patrick King said to me once, he's who I made the show Two Broke Girls with. He was like, the problem with you is that you're an outsider that looks like an insider and most of the insiders look like outsiders. Hmm. So it was like Lena Dunham, like, has connections to Hollywood, you know, and then I don't at all, but I'm the one that gets all the shit, you know? Hmm. So, you know, I don't... How do you think that is? Maybe... It- I think I maybe want it more. I think that, that there's an. You don't think there's. I think that when you has come, anything to do with the way you look and the way that Lena looks. I, I that was like not exactly. She's half an Jewish. Example. That's what it is. Whatever. Actually. Schumer, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever. Like yeah, yeah. I think that, that. Yeah, that's a much better example. When you come from money, <laughs> you you have the privilege of not being desperate, and I would like. The show would come out. I would desperately be like, "Watch this, please!" Like, uh, I'm hungry. I have, all over it. I have two parents that had strokes without health insurance. Like, I need to sell these tickets yeah. at Casino Pajanga. Like, yeah. and if you're a nepo baby doing that, you're like, uh, you're trying to. Yeah, if people think you come from money, it's like, why do you need so much? But I think people just couldn't wrap around their heads that I come from. You know, I had seven dollars for seven. Do you years. think people really have an issue with nepotism, or they have an issue with themselves just not getting a role? Hollywood's never been like fair. Why should it be? That's I mean, thing. it's like neither okay. sports. Now like, this is a this is a fucking wild take that the guys don't really appreciate. I think it's sorry. Can I say something about no? Nepo I was in the middle of a sentence. I know, but if we're I know, on. but we're not moving on. But it's about you, this. Okay. It's about this. The Nepo babies' parents, mm-hmm. right? A lot of them mm-hmm. got raped for their roles in Hollywood, so that their kids 
wouldn't have to work so hard to get in Hollywood. So don't, aren't they justified in the same way that like Akash's mm. family comes over here, works mm. their ass off so that he could be a comedian, mm -hmm. right? Like haven't those families pay the ultimate price for their kids to have it a little easier? Yeah. Whereas like some actress whose parents didn't get raped, yeah. wannabe actress, uh -huh. now all of a sudden thinks she should just get the role. Yeah, but that's flawed inherently in that if you're a, the dad that's famous, you probably did raping. And didn't get raped. I don't believe it. So sex if you're just the mom that's famous, <laughs> I think if it's just the mom that's famous, they should be able to be Nepo baby. I think consensual sex was a very that. recent thing. Okay, that's fair. Say again? I think consensual sex is a very recent thing. I'm really just talking about this whole yes. Me Too movement. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, I just think it's more- It felt like it was easy for those parents. I think anyone putting their children in acting is a creep, whether they were in it, whether they weren't in it. Um, I think it's- Bizarre, like if you have been in the business and you, I think that's fair as a general. And rule. I think if you've been in the business and you know what it's about, yeah. you know, and you put your kid in it, I think you're a worse person. Mm. But it's not about put your kid. It's because like, I think it's your form of narcissism. You value it so much, and like we learned earlier with you, mm -hmm. you want to be inside the box. Your dad cared so much sure. about. So imagine your parents. The only thing they talk about is film. TV, movies, this person doesn't deserve this, this person deserves that. Yeah. The only thing that's important, their whole world mm -hmm. is wrapped around it. That's how you're gonna get the attention from these parents who maybe not in your life that much mm -hmm. is if you succeed the thing that they're good at. Yeah, I mean, and I think that like, when I look at like the actors that I know that you're kind of referring to, I just don't think they're that as conscious. You know, I think that that generation of like people in the business, like what they witnessed, what they saw, like, you know, like I told the story in my last special about a director uh, that like took me into his trailer when I was trying to get Taft Heart lead. And, you know, he lunged at me and it was like, he was, you know, trying to do something sexual with me. I was like so stunned and confused. I, I truly thought he had like fell. Like it was like such an, like it was so like, not, there was no buildup, there was no, you know, touching the knee. He just like lunged at me and I was like, are you okay? Like I thought he had like a heart attack or something. And I was- How embarrassing. It, it was To awful. try to rape someone and get sympathy. Dude, it was <laughs> so, and then in that moment I realized that I embarrassed him and it was just, and I'm like trapped with this motherfucker that like never hears no. I'm like totally frozen, I'm fine, doesn't matter. But when you, I look back at that, you know, that had happened so many times with so many girls and there were so many people around that witnessed it. Now that I've like run shows, made movies or on sets, you're like at least like 30 people saw that. Cause it's a lot of people's job to know where the director is. So I think it's like, even if you haven't participated in some bullshit, you've witnessed some bullshit mm -hmm. and to, to in any capacity want your kids to participate in that, especially girls. Like I think it's just like a narcissistic compulsion of like, like I'm famous and I want my kid to be famous too, or yeah. like I don't want to have to. Well, it's parent. like a trait of narcissism is that you see your kids as an extension of yourself. Like when I hear about a celebrity that has a kid that I've never seen on a red carpet, and you're like, oh, they have another one that no one's seen. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like honestly, the the person that I think has handled being a nepo baby the best at this point is Chet Hanks. Mm. He's like, I'm I'm doing my thing, dude. We handled like, it the best. Because to me, it's also <laughs> the way maybe that they don't get pride the same way. I draw. I've pride through everything I have I earned. I did it the hard way and like I don't want anything I, d I don't deserve. Mm -hmm. Like that's just me personally. I like grew up on a lot of like cheating and you know my mom like was for all intents and purposes like um, a gold digger. You know it was a lot of like we date this guy and we get this stuff and I was like kind of pressured to date older men that would like you know because they had a car they could pick me up from school they would like get her a watch and then it was like 
don't fuck it up with this guy. You know, it's just like, I don't want anything I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're born into a famous family, you're always gonna, I mean, it's like Paris Hilton. She works so hard. She's an animal because it's like, she wants to be known as her own thing. And she has to work so hard to get out from under the Hilton name. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like just between her and herself at this point, because like, it doesn't feel good to her to, for people to go like, well, everything she has is because of this. Like she's trying to prove that she could have done it without it. And I think feeling that like sucks. I mean, it was like a little version for me is, you know, when I was like first, um, you know, on TV, it was on Chelsea Handler show, you know? And I was like, oh God, doing this a lot. Obviously like I was able to sell out clubs and I was like able to like build a fan base, whatever. But I was like, am I always gonna feel like I have this because I was on Chelsea's show? Like What's I, wrong with that? Nothing, yeah. but I think I, I have a thing in my head that's like, oh, I just want to make sure I've earned it all myself. But you know, no one earns it all yourself. Like I have so much totally. because of Charlemagne. I have so much because of Rogan. I have so much because of But the person of MTV, that you showed like, up, you, and the person you were on their shows, but being born as a Nepo baby, I just would always hate myself. Just mm-hmm. being like, you know, I didn't get a chance to build something on my own or no one is ever going to Yeah, but you were born pretty. I that's an it. advantage. You were born smart. That's an advantage. Yeah. I, I also think trauma is a privilege. Like I, I always like, no one I guess should intentionally inflict trauma on their children. Although I feel like we can bring back hitting kids. That's, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, the kids I see around, I'm like, he just needs one. Like just a, my mom a joke. was never yeah, that around. Was a joke. My mom just this little. Like don't you feel like yeah. you meet it, it people didn't stop and so. But you meet yeah, people. Yeah. Like, it's only white people. Are like we need to bring back hitting kids. Yeah, but it's like, oh, it never. Yeah, it's just white people, rich white, and also not all white people. Just the rich ones. Have you ever met live in New York and like, LA? Your house keeper sells a chonkla in her hand. Yeah, she's <laughs> ready to <laughs> go. Rule yeah. of thumb isn't rule of thumb like yeah, the yeah, etymology the of that. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, it's a, the width of a stick you're allowed to hit your wife with? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it's just. Do you ever meet someone that you like? The only thing holding them back in life is just getting hit like once. In a bar, like a, someone a good that just, punch in the face. Yeah, yeah. Someone that's just like killing it on social media, like just plays too much. You're just like, do why you- do people always think that like that's gonna stop it? The biggest assholes are the ones that have gotten punched in the face and then have realized it ain't that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this idea like, oh, we just need to get punched in the <laughs> face, and then everybody story. goes, oh, I guess we should stop. <laughs> World War One and World War Two happened. Yeah, yeah. The Germans <laughs> didn't learn a lesson. <laughs> it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Oh, we just one punch in the face, and then everybody's normal. Yeah. No. They just get better head They're movement. They're worse. <laughs> hurt people, hurt people, right? Like you abuse a kid, they yeah. abuse more. They don't yeah. go, well, I'm never going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. It's Maybe. not how it works. I think sometimes, like, and I think it depends on the age. I think that, like, humbling, like, I had a couple humbling experiences, like, when I was a kid. And I think it, being embarrassed in a in a way that you can cope with to be better, like, because I think, you know, they say, I don't know who they is, um, uh, but that comedians become comedians to control how they're embarrassed mm. because our biggest fear is embarrassment. Mm. And I realized at a young age, like, I had, like, bad skin, but I was always the kid that didn't have the right uniform or the permission slip was never signed. Like, when you're from an alcoholic home, everything's a mess. Like, I would be come to go to school late. I was the kid that, like, yeah. like in the photos, I was just, like, a fucking met, wet, <laughs> just covered in, like, smuckers and shit. Like, I was just, like, a mess, you know, because yeah. my parents didn't have their shit together. Smuckers. I always had head lice. I always got... Sent home for head lice. You dude. had head lice? Yes, dude. I had head lice. You definitely multiple have it. times. Oh, yeah, I have it right no, now. I had head lice for so long because if you have it, it's like an like 
all the kids have it, but you have to clean your sheets and vacuum. And remember that shit, Nix and Rid? Like, yeah. my parents wouldn't do the stuff to clean the house. Mm. And I would steal brushes from, I stole from, I would like go to sleepovers just to steal from rich kids' houses. And I would steal brushes because they had these fancy ass brushes. And I was like using a fork, like fucking Little Mermaid or some shit. So it's like, I just wanted nice things. And yeah. we never had nice brushes. So I would steal them. And I would, I like had headlights a lot. But that embarrassment, I think, is something that will fucking get you, dude. And I think every now and then when you're, you know, getting humble, like my mom, like she made a lot of mistakes, like didn't want me, wasn't loving, didn't say I love you, you know. Um, but one time, because she was like dating, she was always dating men to make money. I didn't realize that's what it was. I only saw it as you're leaving me, you're leaving me. And I stole money out of her purse. My sister and I were running around the street. We were like homeless, like going to raves and shit. We weren't homeless. We didn't want to go home. We were living on the street. And I took money out of her wallet. And she was like, uh, did you steal the money out of my wallet? And I said, uh, who cares? You're going to make more anyway because you're a hooker. And <laughs> I, she smacked me. So fucking hard. I mean, I like, I remember hitting the wall and then hitting the ground. And my first thought, I just was like, thank God. I was like, finally. Like it felt, I was like, finally, she she mothered me. Like I was like, like, you know, they say that um, kids actually prefer abuse to neglect because at least you know you exist yeah. or at least, at least you know they care in some capacity. And it's like, that's how bad it had to get for her to pay any kind of attention to me right. or discipline me in any way. Like antagonizing it a reaction. Yeah. Like I was just like a punk and like I wanted someone to just fucking humble me or like, I, I you know, you just, you see how far you can go. I mean, you see with, you know, the animals, like working with the animals, like they'll, they'll just test, test, test until you push back because they just want to know where they stand. And boundaries are a way of And I just wanted care. not to be in charge because I was one that was making breakfast. I was, had to drive her to the ER when she was, like, I had to drive myself to school. She would drive me to her job and then I, like, drunk drive me to her job and forget to take me to school. And I, like, I just wanted someone else. It's like, I wanted to be domed or whatever. <laughs> and so, like, that, like, I remember lying on the ground and it feeling so good mm. for that split second. Like, oh, I have a parent Whoa. who's willing to do something that's uncomfortable for my the greater good. Or, like, she has some self-respect or something. I don't know. I just, like... Or clarity. Like, your daughter's a fucking asshole. Do Why are you let do something? You right. know, like, we're running around the street, we're stealing from you, like, we're doing drugs, like, what the fuck is your plan? Why don't you care? And you, why, why didn't you do this five years ago? Did anything change after that, or was it the same behavior? I... I think after that, I kind of just went cold with her. Like, we kind of became roommates because, you know, I've never heard of this, but in the custody battle, my dad got my sister and my mom got me. So we were in separate houses instead of, like, dad gets weekends and mom gets weekdays. Like, we were separated and I lived in an apartment with my mom, like a really small apartment. And we were just, like, weird, awkward roommates. That's odd. They How usually never separate the, ch the kids. It's, like, psychotic. How old were you? Uh, well, when uh, we lived, uh, when I came back, I went and I was like sent away to live in Virginia with my aunts for a while, which is also another, when you're raised by not parents, that's kind of like a, I didn't realize how odd that was because I was raised by aunts that didn't have kids, you know? So it's like, they just got me at like 10, but were like, hey, drive to the grocery store. And you're like, I'm a child, you know, like they didn't have maternal, you know, instincts necessarily. And they were like, you know, did drugs and whatever. Like, they just kind of were, like, taking me in, and they didn't know how long I would be there, I guess. Um, so it was just, like, a very, like, like lawless sort of thing. And that's when I really started checking out into fantasy and intrigue of, like, I don't know, when you, like, first remember, um, like, visualizing your future or writing jokes or whatever. Like, I used to, there was, like, a typewriter downstairs, and I used to write, like, observations about, like, doilies like what's I would like write like I, when you have that much time on your hands and all you're doing is observing things you're yeah. like 
you know, so I'd like write these little witty things and then I would um I would like interview myself. It's funny you bring up Oprah. I would like fantasize about being on Oprah as a guest. This is so psycho. And I think that the coping mechanism of it was like, I'm picturing myself having overcome it already. Uh, Do you know what I mean? You were on the other side. I was already like, you know, and my trauma taught me this and that. Like, I was already like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I remember being like, I need to get famous. <laughs> I remember being like, that is like seeing famous people and being like, that is a life hack. Mm. Like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do it. They don't have problems. Well, number one, my dad's going to know who I am because right. I'm going to be a household name. Like, he's got to see me because I'm going to be everywhere. Yeah. You know what he I'm saying? He didn't choose for me to go live with him. So I got to find a way to be in his living room. And I think the, and yeah, I mean, you know, when he was, he had a, um, like a trach in basically, he couldn't talk and, uh, but like- Val Kilmer. You do like, what's that? After he had the stroke. The Val Kilmer, yeah, but it was like, it's like butterfly effect. Like he was like stroke all the way down. Did he ever say to you that he wished that you got that? Got the, the- Jeez. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I'm on your side. I don't. I don't think women. I wish should... it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think women talking is is like a profitable business either. Like, trust me. I don't. I don't. I think it's ridiculous. Why do you think I'm like investing in companies for your biological age? Like, I don't. This is like. We had a good run. It was like cute for a minute, What's but bio age? my bio age, I don't, I mean, it could go either way. I could be like embalmed from like adrenaline mm. and stress. You haven't done it yet? No, I haven't done the thing yet. Aren't you invested? Why haven't you done it? Well, How, I don't know. We were going to maybe do it today or maybe I just want to do it with like people. I don't know. I want to do it with someone. It's not ayahuasca. I'm trying to have friends. <laughs> You've done it. I don't believe no, I you haven't, haven't done, done, it. done it. Bullshit. I, do you think I lie? You like, you have a little it's bit like the of the first time you take your SAT it's not what you want you're like oh, I didn't take it yet. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's the practice run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh no the twenty three and me dude I, the number I could not fucking gag into that shit I for so long I twice they sent it back and they were like you don't have enough spit and I was like I, then I guess I'm not gonna know <laughs> I need you, you couldn't get enough spit no I couldn't get enough spit into the twenty three and me thing but thank God because that shit is like definitely selling our data oh yeah for whatever, sure whatever which yeah, is yeah. fine you can have it um, but wait, I would like me. to be listen. Um, I think the takeaway from this is that episode, this is my final appearance on the flagrant <laughs> no, podcast. You, you're more than welcome to come every single yeah. time you want. One, um, you've come from an alcoholic home and you have come from a really tough childhood and thrived and succeeded because of it. You have a lot of people who you care about and deeply care about you. You've become an incredibly successful and funny person, not just woman, person. Um, you're going through a little bit of a lesbian thing right now. <laughs> it's yeah. just grief, dude. Grief yeah, it's just is, grief. But it's also, I have never been able to do what I wanted to do. It was always like, I have to do we this weren't, gig We weren't going back this. into that. Okay. Oh, we're wrapping up. So, look. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but when you fucking no, 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 produce something. No, 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 no. So we're, we're, It's okay, it's okay. We don't I need to. Our girlfriend's listening right now. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I'm just grief. You're more than grief. You're more than grief. Grief is so wild. Grief is a wild drug. The point is, we love you. We appreciate you. We want everybody to go check Check out this roast that you did, which I think, because I did watch it, is very good. And it's very fun. And it's very unique. And I think uh, 
I think people, and you can watch it for free. You don't have to sign up to OnlyFans. No, it's total. I think comedy should be free if it's like the first thing that you, you know. So I think it's great. It. So make sure you go check it out on OnlyFans. Watch fans. me have a nervous breakdown during the entire show. It <laughs> is a very fun, there's great comics on it. They make hilarious jokes. Yeah. And comics Bert is only. Because the roast started yes. having celebrities on it. Like, I think there's, there's a reason for that too, though, but th that I think is good. But I think this is really cool. If you're a big fan of comedy, you're going to know who all these people are. And mm. I think you really love it. You should absolutely check it out. And, and uh, there's a roast of me coming up is the next one. Ooh, I cannot wait for this. You one. will. I know. I'm really annoyed that you couldn't do it for a lot of reasons, but I'm I'm really excited for this one. Anyway, uh, we love you. We appreciate you, Whitney Cummings. You. Everybody, I love you guys. Thanks.